Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Episode of Supernatural: The Crossroads, the first episode for season twelve. As always, I am your host Thomas Cowley. Joined with me today, Ryan Denton. What up, bitches? And Michael Flores. Hello, guys. It's another season of Supernatural. We've made it through another hiatus. Uh, this one, I don't know about you guys, it for me it felt particularly long. I wanted to stab myself in the throat. All right, then, just <laughs> violence right away, <laughs> dude. I, w- I think you need to call Jared's hotline, <laughs> dude. I felt like. <laughs> We haven't been in here in like. Listen, Helatus gets the best of you, Ryan. Never stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's You're, why they created well, that. That's the true story. The, uh, that's the reason they make Helatus so goddamn long. <laughs> Jared and Jensen decided they, they, they needed. Yeah, they needed to create a hotline for it. There They're you like go. so many people are slitting their wrists waiting for this fucking next season. And Jesus, I'm kidding. That'd Don't be really. That. That'd be really dark. If that was like the secret motive behind it. <laughs> Jeez, that is dark. What a way to start this. I know, right? Hoping everyone's having a good time. All right, see you guys later. Yeah. So yeah, season twelve is back. Uh, a new showrunner, Andrew Dab, is at the helm. Carver has officially left the building. He is now working on Frequency. He's carving something else up. He's carving something. He's carved a new little thing for himself. Carving out a niche. Yeah, carving out a niche for himself. There you go. So Dab was essentially half show running season 11 from all the little behind the scenes bits that we heard. But this is his first foray running the helm, running the ship himself. Yep. You know, uh, this was also this first written episode for season 12. This was directed by Phil. I always say it wrong. Scrucia. You got it. Oh, Jesus. No, God. no, no I did Scrucia, not. Isn't it? Scrucia. Maybe we should call Jared's Phil, hotline. To help Phil you out. Scrunchy. <laughs> there you go. How about Phil? We'll just call him Phil. Phil. I can't believe all summer long I couldn't pull the audio from Buckmaster's interview where she said the name right. I keep forgetting. Well, dude, you don't ever say a name right, so let's not even... Well, the key is just to keep saying, like, say it wrong and it just up. go with it, and yeah. then Ruth no one... Ruth Kennelly. Right. Ruth Kennelly, how you doing today? <laughs> then nobody realizes you fucked up. 
Just or you going. just moved on, so they have to answer that first, so they don't want to correct right, you. Right, it's kind of like when you accidentally let a, a you know a fart slip out, and you, you don't all of a sudden like draw attention to it. No, you just pretend like it never just happened. Keep oh, going. No, I just, dude, I just let them go. And you clinch up for about a half a second, and you're effed. <laughs> Everybody knows. Oh, yeah, because it's much louder. It's more of a rumble. <laughs> anyway, season 12 had a bit of a rise in the ratings, because of course we're going to talk news first. Why not? What is, what is it? It has an 11% increase from last year's premiere. Is that right? Yeah, Mike, or is this like finale or what? Just a 10.77% to be exact. But yes, Jesus just Christ. about just about 11% increase from last year's season finale. Or season premiere, sorry. Season premiere. Okay. Um, I, which is surprising after 12 years that Supernatural's still going strong. I, I, what was it, like number two or three in one demo for CW? Yeah. It, it, was, it did a good performance for the first episode after 12 years last year was 1.9 under two and the fact that they were above almost 2.2 that's a that's good 12 seasons yeah. and you're still bringing in 2.2 and again this does not include seven day yeah because this is live right yes that's live this, that's live. this is not I know even seven count day. me because you know, being a bastard fan i have to right. watch it the following day i'm the same way i yeah. have to watch it on the app yeah. So I'm hoping to get those app numbers soon. Now that they're streamlining everything in, meaning they got rid of the Hulu numbers, and there's no more second guessing, there's no more waiting for them to deliver the numbers. They all they have it at the at their fingertips now. So I'm, I'm anxious to see them start releasing those CW numbers as dude, well. That app is painful, dude. It's not that. I bad. just go to the website. Uh, no, it, like it, it's it's. He not, just doesn't like commercials. I don't. Yeah, I hate the commercials. Well, neither do dude. I. But it makes me want to. Hey, it's free. He, he hates supporting the show that he likes. So I know, much. right? Yeah, well, I mean, if I, after I see Moana uh, advertisement for the 300th time. Moana or I'm marijuana? Re- marijuana, yeah. I thought I said Mulan or something like that. Well, it's a Disney movie. <laughs> I've seen it. Dude, I like The Rock, but Jesus, I don't want to see the fucking preview for that 400 times. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But a good, strong showing 12 years in. Uh, and though we've talked about it before, you know, there's the mention that the 300th episode could be where Supernatural closes its doors. Although that what led us halfway through season 13 or yeah. halfway through 14 or something like that. Yeah. So I don't see that happening necessarily. You know, I'm looking at the numbers from last year yeah. and the numbers for the season premiere, season 12, was a larger number than they had all year last year. Whoa, wait, the season 12 premiere had is larger than all not of season? Combined, not, no, not combined. No, any episode. Though. Any episode out of the really? 20, 23 episode run of last year, this season premiere beat out every single episode see and that is weird to me because after things like baby or don't call me Shirley yeah I would not have expected this episode to garner and and you know that kind of feeds into how TV is built they build it so that you have to watch the the premiere and the right. finale those are the two episodes you can't miss followed by what mid-season finale yeah so well keep that line of thinking Thomas because you're right and now turn it into word of mouth and that's why people are tuning in for season 12 yeah, because season 11 was talked about as right. one of the best seasons in years. Um, that's probably the reason why we have such a great uh, bump at 2.1. Plus, I think we came out. I want to say we came out a week later and we actually had Netflix come out before this year. Netflix season and, and 11. If Correct me if I'm wrong, but season 11 uh, or I'm sorry, but the previous season usually doesn't come out until like days before. I want to say days, but it came out about a week. I want to say. I could be completely off by that. Yeah, I'm well, sure normally, I'll be corrected. But I, um, all I know is I got a notification and I was able to put down about 10 episodes before 
before uh, the season premiere. So that if I had time in my day to put down 10 episodes, I know the people out there who love that binge watching was able to finish up that season in a couple days. Couple days. <laughs> a day. Okay. A day. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Have faith in us. It's 24 <laughs> hours in a day. There's 23 episodes. It's done. <laughs> One bathroom break. That's yeah. all you need. <laughs> yeah. Or just, you know, just pee, get a colostomy bag, just pee right on the. There you go. Colostomy. Don't even have to get up. Yeah. I might go that route. Oh, Jesus. They don't have a needle small enough to get into your dick. Oh. Holy. So aggressive. <laughs> and that's how you know Ryan hasn't been on the show in a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've been. He said that with some, with some hate in there as well. No, he did. No, there that was, no that was planned there. malice. Yeah. There was no hate. I think he wrote that one down. <laughs> I, I did. I've been to say that one forever. expertly like segued over. Right. He, he, he had that up, ready. He brought up the colostomy bag. He's like, then he'll talk about dicks. And yeah. then it's a free dick joke right there. Guys, wait, wait, this wait. wait. You guys are giving me way too much credit in my jokes. Here. I okay. give you full credit when it comes to making a dick joke. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> that is where well. you're going to do your research in time. All right. Hey, really fast, Thomas. We might mm. want to clue people in. We have changed our location for chatting uh, for the time being we're probably going to be directing people from now on to our main website raymandigitalmedia.com supernatural the crossroads will still be available to go down and check out past episodes for the time being but we're trying to streamline and make things easier for people to go to so our chat room now will be on the rain man digital media website and we tweeted it out so if you're on you twitter can, as yeah, well as facebook, facebook you can get well. right to it and it's a facebook and twitter login so it's a little more streamlined a little more up to date rather than that you know geo cities chat room i had for the last three <laughs> the last three <laughs> tell me it's not longer it, than three it totally years was, dude. yeah i think i had to use a dos prompt to bring it up oh jesus christ <laughs> jesus. all the people are like huh yeah what is you that just aged yourself as well there like, so good going age sex location oh jesus so one little bit of news uh there was an article by screenrant.com recently about how family allows supernatural to keep going indefinitely yeah i uh, i don't does anybody have I'm that up pulling it up right now up as right you now. speak uh so in the early episode in an early episode of cw's elder statesman supernatural dean reminds sam that their duty as winchesters is to continue saving people hunting things the family business a line that has become somewhat of a catchphrase for the series over the years and often finds itself repeated each season in recap videos that serve to remind fans of Sam and Dean's road so far. Speaking real quick, road so far reminded me, yeah. I was a little, and Mike, you mentioned this before we even started. Right. Not to jump ahead or get in the episode, uh, but a little bit of that. The road so far was a bit different and that threw me. Did that throw anybody else? It was a little bit different, but I, I you know what though? Like... What, what road so far? You mean the music video we got? Exactly. Are you talking about the music video? For the beginning of season That's 12. That's reel, actually. Because normally they would use either the uh, Carry On by Kansas or some other like more classic rock song that's been associated. That honestly bothered me. You know, I didn't mind the song. I actually liked the song. Um, I was surprised that they didn't give us any actual roads. It just gave us like various scenes cut together and then some dialogue at the very end. I mean, if you go back and look at the road so far for the past seven, eight, at least for the... I can definitely vouch for the first seven, eight seasons that you had some significant amount of talking going on as well. Yeah, I liked uh, that. You don't really get the gist of the road so far when you're splicing Just watching scenes. murderers. That's because that's essentially what you're doing. Then. Yeah, oh, 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 the show's real violent. Hmm. Road yeah. so far, lots of blood. Hmm. A lot of people died. I know. I have no idea what happened, but a lot of people died. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but going back to the article, it turns out that this recurring theme of unbreakable family connections is very much what the cast and crew intend to function as at the heart of Supernatural and is the element they most credit for helping to maintain the series' seemingly endless life. In an interview with USA Today, the SPN team offered their thoughts 
on why exactly they think it is and how Mary's return in season 12 will further expand the scope of the Winchester family. According to Eccles, Supernatural's focus on family ties was spelled out to to he? To him and Padalecki by series creator Kripke all the way back during the filming of the second episode. You know, the whole thing begins and ends with you and the relationship you have on screen. Eccles says to Kripke's uh, that he told the two stars. Executive producer Andrew Dabb expressed similar sentiments uh, elsewhere during the interview, saying that the core of the show is an emotional saga about family, whether that be the Winchester's blood relations or close allies like Castiel and even Crowley. And that, Thomas, that's is what, an interesting sentence. That's what resonated with me. And I know not only this, those words, but the show. That's why the show resonates with me. He's right. And I'm sure there's, you know, countless millions of fans watching the show. And I'm sure various percentages are watching for different reasons. However, when it comes to me, this article is right on. I mean, I'm a family eccentric individual. And that is one of the general themes in this show that has kept me involved emotionally. Yeah. Has it kept me involved emotionally? Because I can connect and I can relate. Um, and also people, there's a lot of people, friends I have who aren't big on family. I mean, they're not close to their mother, not close to their, their, their brothers and fathers. However, they usually, if they aren't close to their actual blood related family, they usually have a handful of individuals who are their friends, who are their surrogate family, right? Who are their brothers and sisters. And that's again, what supernatural has done. It doesn't, you know, friends, what is it? Friend loyalty doesn't end at, uh, with blood. Family doesn't end. Family doesn't blood. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that definitely is very true for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Bobby said that's his like go to line. Yeah. So, uh, dab says we will do things in production, a stunt or a special effect. And the episode will air and Twitter will be like, quote, oh, that's cool. And then the moment when Dean turns toward the camera and sheds one man tear, exactly. single man tear, <laughs> Twitter goes insane. It's very obvious to see where our bread and where our bread is buttered. Okay. He's trying to, he's yeah, trying he, to make a catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. Baby, uh, I'm going to butter your bread. <laughs> we know where our dab of butter is at on the bread. Uh, <laughs> God, that was terrible. It's all right. There always are. I know, right? That's why I'm the one that tells the jokes. I know. I think carved up was pretty good. Gambleized. No, they've all been good. Dab, been dab good. of talent. A dab and gamble. Of this. Yeah, they've all been good. Don't uh, don't. As hate. as for Mary, it was revealed during subsequent seasons of Supernatural that she came uh, from a family of hunters, unbeknownst to John, and had blah blah blah. Robert Singer. <laughs> Yeah, this hold, stuff hold, we know. Hold on, bringing it back to the, what Dab said about the that they know where their bread and butter's at in terms of what the fans are really going to connect with. It's true. Look at this entire episode and look at look at one of the greatest moments, at least to, I know to you and I, was the the Sam and or the uh, the Dean and Castiel hug out. Yeah, when Castiel found out that Dean was alive. I mean, that out of the entire episode, that was one of the highest emotional points, and it lasted all of three or four seconds. Yeah, it was great. So Dab's right. I mean, and that makes me feel good about him taking over the show because he gets it. And if he doesn't, if he wasn't saying these words, I'd be worried right now. Yeah, no so, kidding. Yeah. Uh, talking about Robert Singer talks about Mary Winchester saying it was a life that while she was really good at it was not something she wanted and certainly didn't want it for her sons to find out what transpired after her death is a blow to the gut, which I mean, we, we saw a little bit of that. And we'll get into it as we talk about the episode more. But I, I do feel like there's more to come with that. I don't feel like this episode completely encapsulated that right that's my opinion i don't know about we'll get, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, we'll, I know we'll get I, into it yeah i mean yeah we'll talk about it uh they talk about this how many uh of course as supernatural heads into season 12 many fans continue to wonder when or even if the series will come to a conclusion 
After all, most genre shows are lucky to get two to three seasons. Yep, that's According true. to the CW boss, Pedo- Mark Pedowitz, though, there is still no firm endpoint in sight. He says, quote, if the show keeps performing the way it has, there's an open pass to continuing indefinitely if the boys want to keep doing it. Which he said probably he about, said that about 12 a do- times now. Yeah, about a Once for each yeah. season. He said that, yeah. yeah. You know? So, I mean, it's it's kind of a recap of the news we've heard throughout the summer. But 300 is kind of where they're looking to shoot for yeah. at this point. Yeah. That's the current new goal for the for J2, however you want to call them. Right. And that's if you want to read into every word that they say. I know we talked about it briefly, but I mean, Jensen did say in an interview with uh, with the uh, EW that um, that 300 seems to be a good round number. Yeah. To end I the just, show. I strongly disagree. With oh, you mean with that? He wants five hundred. I want five hundred. Well, well, I want six hundred. A thousand. Oh, well, but I'm just, I'm I just saying. Million. I'm just saying. Like we haven't really heard Jensen or Jared actually spit out a number, and the fact that Singer pipes in and says, "Uh, yeah, it, I think it's time that we may." Again, I'm paraphrasing. It may be a time where we actually pick an end date so that we can re- start writing for it, basically. Right. I think that's always a better idea. I agree with that, you know, but how about they write, they send, have an end date for, you know, 300, but then they don't end it. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what Kripke did. Look, he had an end date in mind, and they and the, and the show felt well-rounded and complete, and then they continued to the next chapter. Well, that, that's what they need to do. They need to a, write yeah. a story that goes however many seasons, however many episodes, and that's why I really wish TV would either... You don't get a show greenlit to go beyond the pilot. Right. You do not get a show without a specific number of seasons planned. Yeah. This show will be on for three seasons, four seasons, ten seasons, because then you can better structure your story. This whole renewing every year halfway through, so we're kind of making up the last half as we go where we cram stuff in. Supernatural has suffered from it a little bit, not nearly like other shows have, but I do wish they would kind of change that mindset i think today's golden age of tv with netflix and binge watching and and stuff like that is the perfect time yeah to establish that breaking bad set it up with five six if you want to argue how they split it seasons and that was it you know black sales is doing four seasons and that's it. I, it supernatural was supposed to be five and that would have been fine sad had it not continued but it would have worked yeah and that's part of the reason why season 11 felt so strong it probably is because they knew they were going to end this chapter yeah, there was in fact an ending. It it, it felt like an ending. Well, and that, many, that was if my... you didn't add the Mary Winchester part and the uh, and Sam being abducted by the a woman of letters, they could have ended there. It would have felt like a, a an ending. And by having that ending and saying, "Hey, we're going into the next chapter," it did feel complete. And that's the thing. I think that's one of my biggest complaints. In hindsight, looking back at a couple of the recent seasons, season ten compared to season eleven. For me, is a season where it knew where it wanted to go was season 11. It had a starting point and an ending point, and it told its story pretty damn well. There's a couple gripes or a few little changes that anybody on the internet or ourselves have talked about. But overall, season 11 was great. I look back at season 10 now with less fond memories, because while individual episodes were great, and especially performances by specific characters, it's really hard for me to say what that season was about. The well, market cane maybe you should watch it again, Thomas. The market cane being an annoyance, and then the Steins showing up to then just disappear. Oh, they're coming back this year. Watch stitched together vengeance. from their own corpses yeah. to make one mega Stein. Stitched together. What That's, is this fucking Voltron? I think he. Yeah, just, he I is. think he just wrote like an episode there. I did. did. 
I did slapdash that shit. And all combined, the head. Oh, yeah. restitched. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be stupid meta for Frankenstein, but it would work. Jesus. <laughs> that's miserable. It's stupid as hell. Yeah. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. If you have a setup, you know when to end. So, guys, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get into episode one of season 12. Adam Tingle saw the woman walking her dog Monday afternoon and yelled at her thinking she was a killer clown. When the woman didn't stop walking, Tingle fired a shot from his rifle, which missed. Thankfully, He had time and a location to grab his rifle. He's in Kentucky. He's probably hanging in the back of his truck. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize for killing this woman, but you know, I killed her. I killed her. But you know, nowadays, it's so confusing. All these bitches just wear too much makeup. Yes, they do. I was telling Jethro the other day, I'm like, remember when bitches didn't wear makeup? You could wake up the next morning from a club night and say, hey, Bertha looks the same as she did last night. It's insane. It's insane. Now, when I wake up from a club night, their faces are on the pillow next to me. I complimented my mama with her lipstick. Oh. You know? I mean, back when I used to have sex with my mother, I mean, she wore the right amount, the right ratio of makeup. I told my mama it definitely brings out your dick sucking lips. Oh. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DEAL30 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DEAL30. Geek Out Saturday. But at the same time, then you wouldn't have this feeling that, okay, so Lucifer's just what? Sitting on his hands and knees? With King Shark. You're getting, I was getting, getting a, a shark, shark tattoo. tattoo. And like, what I watched the nerd. episode after. the way it ended. I mean, you end it with Ray climbing the mountain, holding out the lightsaber to Luke. And Funny Luke that some out. of my favorite westerns are coming from the Euro countries. Mm-hmm. To this day, directors and writers are able to bring the heat in terms of American. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Mad Max was really good, but they washed out a lot of it to kind of hide the special effects that they were doing. Yeah. And that's fine. Catch up on your favorite Rain Man digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen for the Rain Man digital app or tune in. 
Just search REM Channel 001. There's a few scenes there where you're just like, wow, this is pretty cool. Like I said, when he comes riding in, he makes the kid shoot. I thought that was like a powerful moment. And then once you get to that second part of the film where you have the Cave of Wonders... Yeah, I'm very split because I love art films, as people know, and I love films like this. I love surrealistic films. I just... It wasn't my thing per se. I've seen a lot of psychedelic westerns that are abstract and you would consider them avant-garde and I really connected with them and really like them. This one, for some reason, I couldn't connect with. As I was saying earlier in the show, I don't think he wasn't he wasn't telling a story. Uh, it seemed more like he was conveying thoughts mm -hmm. uh, and it seemed much like a dream. You actually said it sounded like you enjoyed this movie more than I did. I might have. <laughs> You know, and it, that, I was surprised when you said that because I expected you to say I hate it, like you did with uh, Dead Man's Bounty or Summer Love. Yeah, which I I love. Yeah, it's complete shit. Like, that this one. Is, but this, oh come on, <laughs> you know I, I can't stand that one. But this. Listen up, cowboys and cowgirls! You can now listen to Weird West Radio every Sunday, only on Rain Man Vision. Previously on Supernatural: The Crossroads. Castiel says he's gone. That's he's it. He's not dead. They would have said that. How does that. he know he's he's gone? Because he's dead? they shared a body. I think, I think he's dead. <laughs> no, I think he's, he's not it's dead. It's the same thing as saying he's passed away. Like he could be gone. Oh fuck off! Away. You know he's, he's not gone. gone. You know he's not gone. Lucifer's gone forever. No, they deliberately take no. time. And I was so happy. That was like the first thing no. that happens. That's what he sounds like. Arnold, Arnold in the studio. Apparently, he no. Lucifer to the chopper. No, but they take deliberate time to make mention that he's not dead. I like that. Know? And immediately I was like, yes. They didn't take time to tell us anything, yes, really, they did. other than the fact that you don't know what happened to him. Yeah. They don't know that he's dead. But that there's no way. <laughs> if you're not going to kill him right there, if you don't say explicitly he's dead or see it like a Metatron crushed into oh, the Look who sounds like Ryan now. If he's not, we didn't see oh, it, it's so not now canon. It's, so now yeah. it's not canon. Oh, okay, Ryan. <laughs> Because there was no uh, illusion. No, no. Now you see how stupid this is when it came to Chuck, huh? I like it. You're just fucking he wrong. Just, he just ruined his entire point. I know. By, by, by I know. you. He's making fun of himself. I'm Plus, allowed to make fun of myself. The, the Chuck thing hinged on the entire concept and theme of the show. But it wasn't canon. So yes, it was. So and it turned out to be right. So but, suck a fat one. So what you're bitching about right now is the same thing. No, because they took yes, time to say they don't know where he went. He would have said, but he's he, dead. He, he you went, know, you know where he went? He went to purgatory. And Mike knows, despite how much he wants to give me shit, he knows as a writer, if you leave it that open-ended, that's because you're coming back to it at some point. They're going to come back to his dead body somewhere. Yes, but we yeah. don't know. I, I'm assuming he's dead right now. Yep. No, he's not dead. The question for me he's is, dead. what are they going to do with him? He's is dead. he going to come back? They're, they're pushing him away. Is he, he died. if he's not dead, which we have a lot of evidence to suggest that he's not dead. A lot of Ryan, evidence. One word. Yeah. That's we don't plenty. know where he went. That's, that's plenty. so much evidence. He's not dead. So where is he? We know that the angels can kind of like float around in the ether. And we know that there are other vessels he can inhabit. They just won't, you know, house him for very long. But does he come back eventually as a vengeful, angry, original Lucifer again? Or, or a vengeful spirit. Because he's dead. <laughs> 
That wouldn't even make fucking sense. Or does he... That would be awesome. Has he kind of healed those wounds? Ghost Lucifer. Ghost Lucifer. The God, fuck is that? That'd be amazing. <laughs> I would laugh my ass off. I'm sensing some new fan fiction for me and Thomas to write. Yeah, right? Ghost Lucifer. He'll ghost you. He'll ghost that's, you that's with, our tagline. With his Lucifer powers. No, the question is, what does... What do you do with that character? Okay, kill him. He's not dead. <laughs> Shut the fuck up for half a second. <laughs> if he's not dead, which all the evidence says he's not dead. I love that all Thomas the gets so oh emotional. My God, I'm going to fucking throw shit at you again. He gets so emotional about Lucifer. I love yeah. it. Yeah. He's a great character. <laughs> I hope Lucifer and Crowley stab each other, and then Thomas has nobody left on the show. What do you mean by stab? <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll let you interpret that one, because you love both of them. Yeah, I do. like a scene from one of my nightmares just that's reliving my, that shit that's one of my favorite i trolled you so far. i was getting Dude, so mad you, guys he actually threw something at me in the studio yeah that I, that's happened a couple times actually well, when, well i yeah. did my job if you troll <laughs> to the point where it makes someone that angry you're doing a great job i, I can't i was re-listening the show to prepare for this one so i was re-listening to our last broadcast and i was dying laughing like man i don't even remember Ryan doing that to you that many times. <laughs> I don't know. How many times did you say he was dead? Like 25 oh, times? Dude, like, I, like, I don't know. Jesus. Every time he'd start a point, I'd be like, but he's dead. Yeah. Every sentence, I'm trying to bring up discussion again. You're like, yeah, but he's dead. So <laughs> fucking dickhead. <laughs> he's not now. So ha, I was right. Oh, but it's not who you want it to be. I know. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, time to discuss episode one. Keep calm and carry on. Which I knew they were going to go with some kind of reference to that keep calm and British joke here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, come on. Man. Really? But this one was written by Andrew Dabb, directed by Phil Segrecia? Segrecia? I don't know. <laughs> Sc- Phil Scrunchy. We're just going to call him Phil. Phil I think S. we should just Phil. Phil S. Just Phil. That's how Supernatural The Crossroads refers to him. Just Phil. Phil. <clears throat> and this one had The Return of Mary Winchester. We had them in a letters. British edition, you know, we had a lot of stuff in this episode, but it also felt, I don't know, this one was weird because it had a lot of stuff, but it still felt a little slow. Yeah, I actually that's that. at least my opinion at this point. But let's start with the big cliffhanger, Mary and Dean, which is what exactly where the show came back to. Mary does not remember fucking anything for the first couple minutes. That had to be I mean, weird. she's been dead so long, she hasn't fucked anything in a while anyways. <laughs> So, I mean, I definitely think she wouldn't remember that. But but that had to be weird. You know, you go from remembering well, being at home to now you're in a park and 30 years have passed. What I'm happy about is that she, her memory was basically from when she died. So, like, you know, seeing Dean, yeah. she didn't know who he was, you know, and and, and no, you're, you're only six years old or whatever, like she said to, to Dean. I don't remember what, it, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but uh, the fact that her memory wasn't there like all she remembers is and and that that brings up a good point because she's been in heaven right i, I would she say. had been yeah so she's been in heaven so uh, sh- so in heaven she couldn't see sam and dean from heaven like well, what it, they're doing? it seemed like essentially because we know other characters have gone to heaven right uh you know but have jimmy they, novak and and claire's mom have we ever seen someone be brought back to life that was in from heaven, heaven from heaven i don't believe so dean was brought back but from hell Right. Bobby has never come back. He's only communicated from heaven. Right. And he, yeah. And then when John obviously never yeah. heard from again, I'm sure somebody will, cor- will correct us, but that's a bit of uh, a new lore. I'm guessing maybe when you uh, are brought back from heaven, you don't necessarily 
remember everything that was going on. Maybe. I mean, time yeah. probably is a bit different there, too. Yeah. Either way, I think it worked. It helped out bring bring out a more of a, an emotional scene between Dean and Mary. I think it would have been lost something if she remembered everything. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, hey, yeah, man, I, how's oh, it yeah, going? been watching Oh, yeah, I remember that, too. Oh, yeah, I remember that too. You know, because then it feels like she never really left if she remembers yeah. everything. The fact that they gave her that time, that gap in her memory, I felt that it helped boost the emotional quality of the scene. That I, agree. that I think was needed. I like from a canon standpoint that she immediately like wrestles Dean to the ground. And she's like, who the fuck are you? Because, oh, yeah. yeah, that was cool. She was a Campbell. She was a hunter. She knew all that stuff. I mean, that's how they first meet in the alley in what season five right. when he goes back in time. She starts fighting him. Yeah. You know, almost almost exactly the same. Very similar. Yeah. I liked that bit because it shows that it's not, you know, Mary, their mom. This is Mary Winchester slash Campbell, the hunter. Yeah. You know, and I really like that. We too. know the Campbells probably more than most other hunters we know were pretty militaristic yeah. about their hunting. Let's, from let's be season honest. six, they were assholes. No, they were assholes, but they were organized assholes who like had a training camp and you know, they were like a militia. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So I, I like seeing that. It shows that she was more of the hardcore. We see her hardcore side before she goes fighting into all this shit, and it it kind of helped jump ahead with her like okay yeah you don't need to explain there's monsters and heaven and hell so right. much she's like yeah that. okay i knew nine i knew like 50 percent of this stuff now i know the other 50 percent through a quick discussion yeah at the same time it did feel a little odd that he can explain all this stuff and how long her husband's been gone when for her memory he was in the other room not 15 minutes ago right you know, as far as she remembers, she was still at home until this I, moment. See, I am okay with the fact that she was okay with this. Like, yes, it took her back for a moment, but you got to remember this is this isn't uh, her first rodeo. She gets it. She has she is ridden on the back of supernatural. Right. She understands this world more obviously more than we were even led to believe in the previous seasons because, right. of course, she's even heard of the Men of Letters. So something like this, I don't think is very feasible to her. Yes, well, it's shocking. Yes, I lost thirty years of my life. Yes, my husband's dead. Yes, you're older, but at the same time, because she's in that world, it's no different than if Dean, think about it, if Dean were to die and he was brought back 60, 60 years later, 60 years later, 60 years Jesus Christ later, Almighty, Michael, man. I, I had a... Did you eat today? I had a stroke. <laughs> like, was that your Mexican coming was, out? <laughs> My God. 60 years later, and Sam was now old, I would think his reaction would be almost identical to how Mary's was. Mm. He would believe it because he's been there. He understands that these things happen. Yeah, I could see that. You know, you wouldn't really, nothing would really phase him. I well, mean, you saw that when he went into like the alternate timeline where he met himself. Right. Exactly. He wasn't that phased by that. I mean, and, and she also, she bought into the fact also back when he time traveled that it was the sun. So, I mean, she obviously has that mindset where she gets it. Yeah. Well, didn't she even say, you know, she's seen people come back to life? Yes. So, I mean, that, that that right there is enough for her. Oh, I've seen people do it. Okay, so I did it. I mean, did you really want to sit through an entire episode God, where no, they're, fuck. where, yeah, well, this happened, Mom, and I swear to God, I wasn't trying to touch your boob there. I was trying to grab your arm. Like, <laughs> I'm not a stranger. I'm not, I wasn't going to hurt you. Like, I didn't want to go through an entire episode of, and that's what I was kind of afraid of. I was kind of afraid that, show. that we were going to get an entire episode where he was trying to convince her, and I felt that was oh. a nice way to kind of hit the hot points we cut from the scene, we go to something else, I believe it was Castiel, and then we come back where he already pretty much 
gave her summed up 30 years he updated her because it started at night that it was dark and when yeah, they, we came back morning. to the scene it was morning so and i to me i felt that it worked to keep the episode progressing without feeling stale and not forgetting the fact that that we've all been here for 12 years we don't need to keep we don't need to hear the, the cliff notes i understand that but at the same time i felt a little odd not because she understood the world but her reactions to her kids growing up without her like i think she's still processing it probably and i think that's something that they have to show throughout further episodes or you know maybe even throughout the season but i mean you're a father mike think about tomorrow your kid is all of a sudden in his 30s and you've missed the whole thing and he's had a horrible Uh, life because he's he's had a shitbag life and your wife's god forbid gone i would be completely upset and i'd be disturbed and i'd be upset that i wasn't there for it i'd be very angry and i and i think it's in her face like when she was at that restaurant that uh, little diner the drive-thru yeah and she was sitting there with castiel i think that's what she's going i think that's the point i think they were trying to convey that through her through her facial expressions and some of the questions she asked and i think that's going to be her story arc this season i think she's going to struggle with that the entire year i hope so not because it's sounds horrible that i hope she struggles with that but i hope that they do touch on that well, throughout this episodes because that makes her far more human rather than just like okay yeah 30 years let's go yeah it'd be a, a massive miss opportunity if they yeah. don't i 100 yeah. agree my favorite part look all that's fine and dandy but i'm glad that she's been gone for 30 fucking years yeah when she came back she's sitting at that diner and she's overwhelmed by the technology yeah, that's the one thing that I I'm glad they did, and they didn't just let gloss that over. Like, oh, been gone for thirty years. Oh, that's a computer. Cool. Like that was mind blowing to her that you know Dean is on the computer hacking into the fucking cameras, and then she's at the diner, and there's kids playing on their phones and stuff, iPod and everything. IPod, yeah, like that. I'm glad they did that because can you imagine if you know you took someone from thirty years ago and and brought them here and said, hey, look, this is a I have a fucking computer in my pocket now. Like they would it would blow their fucking mind. Like. It, I'm glad you picked up on that, and I'm wondering, Ryan, if they're going to actually delve into that more. I hope I mean, so. Obviously, this is the type of show where you delve into social issues, but obviously that's something that we see as a serious problem with with today's society, where there is a disconnect within families. Right. The fact that they're having they're eating and having lunch, and none of them are no really communicating talking. with each other all yeah. on their devices. So I'm wondering if that was there for a point, if that's going to tie into their own family issues later in this season. I hope so. I hope that they keep going with it. I think... Like I said, she's been gone for 30 years. There should be things that she sees that should kind of set her back. Like, whoa, what the hell is going on here? Like, yeah. just, not just the phones and stuff, just in porn. general. Yeah, porn. Internet porn. <laughs> God, dude, like VR porn now? Dude. Do you think we're going to have another awkward dinner talking about sex like we did with I don't know, Kim but Rhodes? I, I, I hope so. I don't know, but Ryan just brought VR porn. I please put a scene where Castiel tries out VR porn. Uh, How amazing uh, would that be? Uh, <laughs> Tell me it wouldn't uh, work with this character. That would God, be great. Be so good, dude. Oh, my God. But Castiel's not a virgin anymore, so, I mean... It's that's still, true. He's still innocent. He didn't understand when Mary was looking at the back seat. Oh, that's true. He's all, what is she doing? That <laughs> was a little weird. Yeah, I gotta admit, that was because you've always known Baby as the place that Sam and Dean, like, that's their home, and that's where... Yeah, oh, they've banged chicks in the car we've saw that in the episode baby but it's weird to think that their parents did and then it's really their dad's car oh baby exactly oh, <laughs> so terrible now now it's like that was their parents car there could be some dna in that backseat listen i had a car all the winchester yeah yeah i mean i started laughing it's a family because- stew 
because that's a that's a fear of my own. Like, you know, I have a Getting kid in the car. No, I have a kid and I, it always bothers me. I'm like, don't sit on that chair there. Son. Oh, <laughs> like, no, it's true. Like in my mind, like if I remembered I had sex on that spot, like on the couch or on the bed, whatever. I'm like, yeah, d- come here. I'll find some excuse why I don't well, want him to sit, sit on there. this towel. Well, like, that's just bo- like, think about it. Like how many times have you grown up at, or as you were growing up as a child, did you accidentally possibly sit someplace where your dad's you know, oh, splooge? Uh, like, dude, oh. I, I lost You're doing my, it on your own furniture? I lost my virginity in the backseat <laughs> of my car. My first my first yeah. sexual experience was in the backseat of, of my Honda Civic, dude. Yeah. With a dude? Is that what he said? Yeah. With, yes, with a dude. <laughs> Name is it's Brittany. dumb, but it's still funny. <laughs> you think he says Brandon? Is that what he said? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wow. But anyways, yeah, I, that scene was awkward, but I, I, I liked it and it made me feel uncomfortable probably because I had my own issues with that, with my own, with my parents having sex. I had my own. For me, it was like, just immature no, don't taint the car. But I laughed at it because I, I was too. like, well, this is where Dean gets it. Like th- that, that smirk that she That's did. That's where Dean was conceived. What are you talking well, about? <laughs> I, I just, I just felt like it was a reflection of Dean. Like it Absolutely. was like that's something bit. Dean would do. Oh yeah. Cause you don't, you don't see that from John Winchester. No, he's very serious. He's all serious, which I, reminds me more of sam's nature when it yep, comes to that thing yep. but now you kind of see where dean gets some of that smirky i like that a little a lot. pervy behavior yeah. <laughs> from that, mom apparently yeah that's good i like that I wonder a lot if, i wonder if mom likes uh i guess it would be hung male asians oh, like oh, i wonder if, jesus because dean likes busty you know you know asian beauties i oh, figured maybe mom likes you know asian men i don't know i'm spitting out stuff good lord <laughs> just save it for your fan fiction <laughs> I could just see it now. Mary Winchester types in hung Asians. <laughs> trying to learn the computer. Her and Cass are both trying to learn That's the computer. Gotta be a, He's like, using the VR porn. She's Google searching. M- mother like son. <laughs> we now realize where Dean gets it from. Oh, Jesus. Click, 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 click. Backspace, backspace. <laughs> it was interesting to see Dean reconnect with his mom because this has been since season, since episode one has been a huge part of his character was that she was taken from him when he was a kid, you know, and that respect slash, you know, putting her up on a pedestal of perfection, which we talked about this during the season finale of season 11. But now that she's here, the real person, will he still view her as a, as this perfect being or will that kind of start to fade with this? Here's the thing. And this is, this goes for any person in the world that when you're younger, you look at your parents as being perfect, right? And then when, as you get older, you see their flaws because you can recognize the flaws. And he's never had that with he's her. never had that. So now that he's older, he's going to see that, hey, mom had some flaws. You know Is what? that going to be I, a major character the, element, though? I'm hoping it's the opposite of what Ryan just said. And I'll tell you why. Because in horror, you have that classic woman of innocence who's murdered that starts the story. Um, and yes, she was not a virgin, Mary Winchester, but there was a certain amount of innocence to her character when the show first started. Uh, she was wearing white. She was in, she was very vulnerable the way they chose to dress her. She was burned on a ceiling in a very, very, uh, troubling way. I mean, much like a lot of horror films. So all I'm saying is that there's, there were some inspirations to innocence there with that character's death. And I would like them to kind of keep that and hold on to that and not, that not from the innocent side but let's take it up a notch and more of the i don't want to use the word righteous but let's keep her special let's keep her like i don't i not to say i don't want to have a flawed individual a flawed character and i think we already discussed what we want to see with her we want to see her struggling with her kids and how they were raised and maybe she blames herself for whatever reason because of the deal with yellow eyes 
something like that. I want her to struggle with those things, but I don't want her to be diminished in the eyes of Sam and Dean. I want her to uh, hold on to that. We already had to deal with that with with the father. We with already John, saw yeah. John with Winchester. They thought he was the best hunter ever. Turns out he sometimes left people to die. And, and then he and had, another cruel, son, he had another son. Another son. Family. Yeah, whole other family. I mean, we've already seen that, and it would be nice for these guys to have something good in their life, and it would be nice for them to truly. By the time we're done with Mary's story and we wrap it up, it would be nice for it to end where it started with them and not for that memory to be tainted because then it won't even be, it wouldn't have been a gift from the darkness. It would have been true. something totally That's different. True. It wouldn't have been a gift. That's a good point because, I mean, it is hard to kind of keep her as that proverbial Mother Mary figure, which fits into her name for a reason. Yeah. yeah you know, exactly. that she's perfect and without sin, essentially. But... Is that a realistic goal? I mean, I get what you're saying. I do. I would like that because we did kind of take the dad down a couple pegs throughout as we went throughout the seasons, yep. only in Kripke's run, but it was still there. But do we want to do that with the mom as well? I, I don't know. I would like to keep her, but I don't know if that's a realistic expectation. Yeah, but, I get it. I get it. I think it, in a show like Supernatural, it's hard to keep everybody on you know, being seen through rose-colored glasses. Yeah. It is hard. But it would be an inter- interesting feat for the it writers to nice, try though. something different. Well, because we've had, you know, the Campbells turned out to all be bastards. John exactly. was a dickhead dad. L- look at the, look at her father, who was the ultimate asshole. I mean, had... Sold her tra- family out. Yeah. Sold them out. Yes. So, it would be nice to see... Another Bobby f- figure. Right. I think. Someone who cares about them unequivocally without regard to themselves and that Bob, would be nice bobby was never brought down no i mean bobby he, was always he bobby, had a massive badass. massive character flaws but he never in their eyes he, but was, he was never still diminished. perfect to them and to us as the audience yes he had some issues but it was never a deal breaker right <coughs> excuse me choking to death <coughs> mike tuck um <laughs> okay <laughs> um however with mary i think it leaves we're in a position right now with the show to really explore some areas that we have not been able to touch on. The mother has been off limits. I mean, they always found creative reasons yeah. or cre- creative ways to bring her back, but we haven't got to see the true Mary, the one who we actually died. The real person. The one who died in the first episode. Right. Yeah. Because essentially what they did in that first episode, like you said, Mike, they made her very vulnerable and they made her seem like this you know, almost enigmatic, you know, figure. Angelic, that, perfect figure yes, that was struck and struck And then down. as the seasons went on, they, like you said, they found a way to bring her back. And they kind of, they brought her down a couple pegs with certain things. Not not anything overall awful, I would say. Well, like the deal with Yellow Eyes was to save her dad. Right. You know? So essentially, but if they go down that route where they, they keep bringing her down a peg or two, I, just, I don't want them to do that either. I, I'm just saying from experience... Uh, myself you know i've always thought my dad was this wonderful human being and then as i got older you see the flaws in your parents and i think that's more realistic in my eyes because i yeah. think everyone goes through that and i'm not saying like oh my god my dad's the worst person ever well but you see the things that absolutely. make them a human being exactly so yeah. is that a reason why dean might be holding back talking to her because I, I mean holding back because it was weird scared. it was weird for him not to to be a little bit more emotional or or a bit more shocked okay, by so the whole thing because this is the person he's idolized his entire life 
So you know. I wasn't the only one who felt that. Like I, I don't feel like it was anything necessarily wrong with that the, element. The first the episode, shot was fine but when he's did, talking to her about yes. the memories and and he's getting a little teary eyed and he hugs her and he can't believe it. But after that, it was a little ho hum. I yes. and I'm wondering if he's if he's pushing away or holding her at arm's length. Yeah, I felt like he was. I absolutely got that from from the episode. I got that he that he was holding back. Yeah, it, it it did feel like that, and, and I don't, which makes sense. And I'm thinking it's intentional because I think it was too obvious. Like yeah. I expected Dean to just break down that his mom's back. Yeah, something like that. And maybe they, they were tired of making Dean cry because he cried with Chuck, and maybe they don't want to like diminish his character continually. But by, it's his mom, dude. Yeah, everyone I would cry. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. who you are. Yeah, mom wins. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that's going to tie back into the main the main arc this year. Yeah. I there, think there's got to be a reason. Maybe he's a phrase and a loser again. He doesn't want to get invested. Who knows? But it would be nice to see because, you know, we've had seasons where Dean starts drinking more and he becomes more violent and he becomes more down this darker path. And Amara was kind of a turning point where there was something other than hate in him that drove him. But it was a bit obscure because like, what kind of is the nature of this relationship? Is it love or lust or is it some kind of weird deity? You're attracted to them because power or something Right. This could be the first time where Dean kind of, quote, heals as a person or has some motivation other than vengeance. Yeah. Because that's what his motivation has been from because I've been rewatching some, too, from seasons, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven, almost. Yeah. It's been I'm going to get back at Abaddon, Metatron, you know, the Steins, whoever the fuck is in my way because I have the mark. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's been vengeance and war, and maybe this could be an opportunity to cha- give his character a different route to go down. I mean, we thought we were going to get some of that with Demon Dean and his, like, carefree, I don't give a fuck anymore kind of attitude. But that only There'd lasts be some episodes. Exactly. There'd be some kind of, you know, freedom in that I'm right. fucked no matter what mentality. But that, again, that didn't last very long. So maybe this will be a new route they're taking the character. I'm definitely interested, and I think in that regard... Andrew Dabb and the crew. Yeah, I did pretty pretty damn good because I don't think it was a flaw in their writing. I think it was intentionally to kind of make us wonder what the hell is going on. Yeah, I agree. It was nice to see. It was. I thought Castiel's entrance in this episode was pretty good. The Superman shot going through the billboard. One of the best introductions to Castiel for a season premiere. I liked as Castiel car thief just punches that dude in the face, drives away. No yep. questions asked. I have a question for you, Mr. Yes. Lore Man. Th- no, uh, Thomas, because um, you seem to remember all that stuff. Now, okay. have we seen where angels go when they get banished? Where they Before, go when they get banished? Like, where do they go when they get oh, banished? Oh, when they, the Enochian symbol? Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen them. Uh, they, they always just so, sent so away. So they get tossed like a shooting star? Essentially, they get tossed away like trash or something that you threw out the car window. See, I always wondered what happened, and I can't remember if they actually... I thought they got did- sent back to heaven. I always thought they were warded in some, like, angelic prison for a few minutes. That's what I thought. I always thought they got sent back to heaven and you had to do the whole rigmarole of coming back down to Earth because that wasn't just a you immediately come back thing. Yeah. That was my understanding, but I don't think this is the first, like, we see what happens. If uh, you Supernatural fans out there listening and you know the answer, tweet us at Crossroads SPN or get into the chat room and let us know or post on Facebook. Let us know if we are... Talking out our ass. Yeah, if we were moocs and we are not paying attention. What we're doing. <laughs> but I did like that. He's just GTA's that guy, drives away, doesn't give a fuck. You know what? And that's I think one another highlight of this episode for me was that it was Castiel back to the basics. 
it was to me it seemed like season four season five castiel he was about his mission and he was not gonna let anybody get in his way right it wasn't the sad sap Castiel from season nine. Who's lost and confused, who doesn't know what he's going to do next. Yeah. You know, I'm going to feel sorry for myself. This was Castiel knowing. I need a car, get out of the way. Yeah, I loved it. I liked that too. I thought it was just funny because the guy's like, thinks he's in an episode of, you know, the X-Files. And next thing he knows, he's waking up alone in a dirt road. I would ask the same. I I would think it was Superman because that's how. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it looked like to me. What the fuck just happened? (laughs) meteor hits the ground. Yeah. 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 But it was nice to see. Baby cast. Yeah. God, oh god so wrapped in wrapped in a trench coat yeah. <laughs> what if they did that to him this and that became his that'd be terrible Kal-El. that's a story that they uh Castiel. they nerfed him again Castiel, baby Cass. there you go there's connection that's there. awful anyway i think be a, never mind i'm not even gonna say yeah it. no don't. don't even say so we see Cass back at the bunker he man hugs dean which i you t- said this off air i think they're penis touch they, their dicks tips, touched. Tips touched for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. When you they embraced each other and then they embraced each other below as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, touch tips, it's not like a pretzel. Oh, 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 that's not touching. That's like entwined. Entwining. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like the Schwartz in, uh, in the. Uh, uh, I see a Schwartz <laughs> as big as how it, like, it like connects yeah. and just wraps on a back. It wraps around. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's what happened. But it was. Jesus. What I liked about that scene is, and Mike, you brought it to my attention that I actually didn't even really put together at first. I think it's just because from the fan perspective, that's where my brain immediately went was their cast touching. No, that was <laughs> oh. the other part. Oh, okay. No, Cass comes back. He's relieved that Dean's alive because they thought he was dead. Him and Sam at the end of season 11 think he's great dead. Moment, yeah. But not only does he excited about Dean being alive, but he's immediately cares about Sam. There was this woman. We got to figure out what the fuck happened. It wasn't this one-sided friendship that we've usually see of Dean and Cass are buddies and Sam's also there too. Yeah. This felt more like Cass cares about the Winchesters. Yeah, because for the, I would say for the first three to four years of Castiel being around, it was more about, he wasn't really sure what to think of Sam. He was Dean's brother. He was the vessel for Lucifer, Uh, so he's already like the enemy. Yeah, and I like the last couple years what they've done. It's kind of, they kind of leveled out the relationship that he cares for them and that, you know, that he's going to he's going to fight for them. And I and I like that element a lot. Dean, it's almost like, "Hey, big brother has died. I'm going to have to replace him." Cuz he thought Dean was dead. And it seemed that and I was wondering if that was the mission he was on at the first. He's like, "I got to go protect Sam. I got to yeah. get Sam back." Well, I think it was cuz he's got to go back to the bunker cuz I got kicked out of the room and Sam's all I've got left, you know. Yeah, I'm I, not just going to let some woman with a gun hang out. Yeah. So yeah. I did like that bit. Well, too. even that moment when, um, again, I, if I'm jumping ahead, just stop me. But no, even more, the more ca- aggressive Castile. I love the scene where uh, Mary, and it shows a, another side of Mary that I liked as well, is when the veterinarian wasn't giving up the goods and she's all hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. That was where oh. Dean gets it too, because she, yeah. she's immediately. Because that's that's what I did like about this episode, probably more than anything, is seeing the relationships between john and mary and what parts sam and dean got yeah because mary immediately is like break his legs yeah which is something dean has done he's the guy who broke in hell to start the apocalypse meanwhile john winchester didn't they tried to get him to start break the first seal he's the guy who would not do it and that to me is also something from sam you know he didn't want to just kill people he's always about saving people he went down the demon blood route so that he could exercise demons without killing people yeah 
I find that interesting that him and John have these similarities and Dean and Mary have these similarities. I'd like to see what Mary and Sam have in common too, because they've never met really. Yeah. She knows a baby. She doesn't know what he looks like at all because she doesn't remember anything. You know, y'all wait a second now. Hold on a second. I'm I'm gonna go back here. Y'all are glossing over the Destiel moment. What Destiel moment? When so stupid. When come on, <laughs> we're now. not glossing over. You I put, gloss I, over I, that. I put it in the show notes. I know you did, but you you went past it, and it made me angry because I, I wanted to talk about. I it. didn't mean to. Sorry, Jesus Christ. Oh, God, fuck, man. Okay, well, we'll talk about your Destiel, right? <laughs> Okay, first of so all, so dicks were entwined, right? Yeah, see, we, we were we, talking about it. No, I know. You talked about the dicks being entwined, and then That's you not enough for your your <laughs> you didn't, you didn't talk about Mary's di- face that she had oh, when oh, she oh, saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so dicks, first of all, yes, eyebrow raise. Yes, so she <laughs> they get this bro hug. I, I thought it was a bro hug. Look pretty bro huggy to me. Well, yeah, you wouldn't know? you hug somebody you thought died that yeah, was like absolutely. your best friend? Absolutely. And then Mary, they pan to Mary. And she has this look of like uh, inquisitive eyebrow like, raise. Uh, basically, she's thinking, "Dean, do you suck his dick?" Oh, <laughs> that's exactly what I, that's, I, I guarantee. Like, she's or you know, who, which one's pitcher and which one's catcher? Does your mom think that when you hug men? Well, I don't hug men and gently touch tips with them, like oh. Thomas so thoughtfully <laughs> said. Oh, Jesus! I was the one who came up. I, with I that. thought yes, it was. An, I, I thought it was a funny little nod. It was a funny nod. Yeah. I think. It, I don't, of course, I, I think it's, I think it's funny now, but it is funny. It is funny, but I think it's, it's, it's interesting to point that out because it was definitely, I believe it was a meta moment it a and, meta it, moment and it was sure. absolutely, it was absolutely intentional by Andrew yeah. Dabb. It was absolutely intentional for he, her to make that joke. He, it was, it was obviously raising her eyebrows as her, and she was saying, oh, what's going on here? Well, I mean, is mm. it, do I have to meet, you know, my son-in-law? Right. <laughs> This is my this is my son and this is my boyfriend. Yeah, and I'm sure the anti Destiel people are probably throwing things at us right now. But whether you want to believe in Destiel, it doesn't matter. It does not matter right. if Destiel is a thing in Supernatural or not. That eyebrow raise was there was meta, it, and it was for that moment. It was what's and, and whether let's say it wasn't even meta. Let's say it wasn't even Dab giving his hats his uh his little a little nod to a the Destiel the fans. Hat, you know, it, it it was there as. It was very obvious. Well, what's going on here? What's this about? Who's this guy? Exactly. And that could mean anything. Just like when you introduce, you know, your your parents for the first time, you introduce them to your significant other. It's that eyebrow raise. Like, oh. Oh, who's this? Oh. Oh. It's a dude. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah. Did you just assume his gender? Unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, for God's sakes. Unbelievable, Mary. (laughs) Yeah. He's an angel. It's a woman angel in Cass's body. Yeah. Anyway, there's no labels in heaven. There's no labels in heaven. No, there isn't. Or hell. We had the demon say that he possessed a 14 year old girl at one point. Actually, that dude, I I I was a little disturbed by that. I I was too. I'm not gonna lie. That's I mean, that's Dab trying to reach a whole other fan fiction level. He's like, hey guys, I got you all covered. I I got you all covered, bro. I laughed my fucking ass off at that. Demons are so bottom of the fucking barrel. It was funny. It was funny. It was and, funny, and I liked it because it shows how true. It brought back the evilness to demons. The fact it did that it, to you, to me, it did. Yes, it They're was. It was. Cool. It was. Yes, it was goofy, but also the fact that he's possessing a fourteen-year-old woman or fourteen-year-old girl, not woman. Sorry, fourteen-year-old girl. Jesus. It just and the fact that he. I don't know. It, it kind of was creepy. It, it kind of bothered me. Oh, it, it was made creepy. Made my skin crawl a bit. It, it was creepy, and you know, you think of the whole invasion of privacy as a, the demon possesses you. But what I'm saying is, they feel there's such jokes now. 
though. You know, they're is just it, is dudes, that the point though? You think that is the yeah. point? I think because I'm I've been rewatching since going back to episode one. You know, and and with Phantom Traveler, the very first time you see a demon bring the plane down, and just those black eyes. Even in today, watching those, knowing what I know about how shitty demons become, that was still scary. You know, they used to be a threat. Right. When before the gate Hell's Gate was open at the end of season two, the only the strongest ones made it to Earth. Now every you know loser has an all access pass to Earth, and I think Crowley's gone through enough. You know, right hand men and servants, and so many of them have died that you just have whoever's left who can buy a suit at this point. Yeah. But it was creepy, but it was, and it was funny. But I'm just like, you guys are so not threats anymore, like you used to be. Only like the really big ones like Abaddon and Crowley himself really are. I felt that was a, a, a bit of an odd shift because yeah. demons used to be like the problem in season five. Well, did it, we talk about this all the time, but demons used to have this thing like, oh my God, a demon. Oh my God, how are we going to handle yeah. that? And now Super it's just, strong. They're a pain in the ass. Now it's you like, need yeah. to exercise them, but they could kill us. Now it's like, ah, you know, you got an angel blade. It's whatever. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even a thing now. In the chat room, uh, Reaver says, psst, psst, the angels are actually junkless. Uh, no. Uh, no, Castiel banged that one chick. No, the angel themselves, though. Ah, but he used the penis on the body. He was yeah, human at okay, that time. Listen, he's got a penis. Ju- having junk isn't the only way you can have sex. I mean, these are angels. They can have some type of corporeal type sex. What you is know, this, like fucking demolition, man. You never know. It could be. Se- I've seen Avatar. You touch it. You touch <laughs> hair extensions. I don't know about, I don't know about you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I don't know about you, Ryan, but my my sex is very is more spiritual than. Uh, is it? Yeah. My it's more penetration. fucking ass it is. What? You don't (laughs) my freaking ass it is. No, the stories you've told anybody who's listened to Rain Man ever is not gonna believe that sentence, Mike, for a goddamn second. It's true love making when there's no touching. That's fucking (laughs) horseshit. My love making includes penetration. Try try not touching somebody for a good thirty minutes. (laughs) But be but be very close. Jesus Christ. Corporeal. It's very spiritual. Anyway. What what book what dumbass books are you reading? Moving on. I don't know. <laughs> how, to, how a 14-year-old thinks he gets laid? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Michael Flores. <laughs> it, was, it was nice to see Cassiel be a little bit more badass again. Like, he, the veterinarian and the... Well, not the vet so much, but the car driver guy, who apparently is like a part-time mechanic who just <laughs> got assigned this job by the mental letters. Because I thought he was a mental letters. Yeah, so when he's I. in the suit and he's driving around and he's got a gun and he's all prepared. Next thing you know, he's at some mechanic shop. Yeah, he's just a rent. He's just a he's, just, he's like a rent a cop kind of thing. He comes with any black SUV. Who, you, you, who are you talking about? I'm sorry, you lie. I lost track. The car, the driver, the mental letters driver. Oh, the Cassiel yeah. just headbutts immediately yeah. because Cass is more like he was in season four, a little more violent. Yeah. And, you know, just uh, the, I have a mission. Shut the fuck up. I, I thought he the car driver was originally in mental letters, but now he's like working at some mechanic shop. So do you just like think, get a guy was, with a gun when you rent a black SUV with fake plates? Mental letters are very up. I heard if it's on Super Wiki, they actually use Uber. <laughs> and that's exactly what that guy the Uber was. Driver? He, Uber. Yeah, that's no, not true. He would have been Muslim. Yeah. If he was an Uber driver. Oh, Jesus. Oh, so Uber requires the guy to just not have any questions when you throw in a, a bound and gagged wounded individual yeah. into the back of the car if you get a good uber driver they ask no questions <laughs> that's, that's a big tip yeah lady bevel has the uber app i i was glad to see cass they have about that dude they have had a dui problem for years in england <laughs> Jesus god since 63 since 63 there you go 
it was nice to see Cass be more badass and punch that or just crack that dude in the face though. Yeah. I did want to see a little more I, I wanted that guy to be like totally fucked though from that headbutt. Oh violent. Well here's why. I, I miss angels being like made of steel. Do, do you remember when Dean first punches Cass and he almost breaks his, breaks hand? his hand? Yeah. And you get headbutted by an angel. I get he doesn't have his wings. He's not fully powered like they used to be. But still, that should have been like the dude lost a tooth or something. At yeah. least maybe I just wanted it a bit more violent. What yeah, does that say about me? With you? I don't know. But I mean, Mental Letters had Sam. You have to find some information somehow. M- Maddie says it's rent a goon. Is that an app? I didn't make that an app. There was an app years ago. We can you can uh, rent a posse. Shut up, yeah, really? real, And you can rent, like, a bunch of black dudes to hang with you. Oh, Good thing. Dude, I would totally do that. Dude, that's awesome. Roll up into a club, like, 12 deep. Like, what? <laughs> What's up? What's <laughs> up? This is my posse. This is my posse. Oh, God. They, you gotta say it that gotta way. Gotta return them by midnight, it, though. Oh, Jesus. They'll like, turn into pumpkins. they turn into pussies. Like some... <laughs> <laughs> this is my rent a pussy. I mean, uh, the posse. Uh, sorry. Flashlight? Oh, oh, what, why are you renting that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, switching topics from disgusting sex stuff, because that's what we've just been on this whole fucking episode, apparently. Now, Sam, Men of Letters. I think this was the biggest, for me, this was the biggest part of the episode. You know, Mary coming back is a huge emotional thing for Dean, right? but it did seem a little bit he held back. Meanwhile, Sam and the Men of Letters feels like where the, sh- the story's going to go for this season, that the Men of Letters British chapter or whatever you want to call which very explicitly stated British she was upset about that is like the new villain at least at this time and they kind of they did a fair amount of stuff to show that they were a threat but I felt like a couple things could have been changed as well I don't know what do you guys think for because for me the violence and the torture I was completely thought was a good idea because it shows that they're not to be fucked with that they're gonna, they're willing to do things. I, I think. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. I say, let's be honest. Okay, can we all just discuss how hot she is? First, oh, for first and foremost, I thought we were trying to get off. We're this. trying to get away from this subject. <laughs> no, can we put hold a on to your dick we, for five can, fucking seconds. Wait, you want me to hold on to it? Not really. Because <laughs> okay. that's what you're doing now. Can we put a pin in that and just come back later to it? We'll circle back around. <laughs> we'll circle back. We'll, we'll circle jerk back, back around. When we talk that. about the scene where she gets choked out. We'll oh bring, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, bring that one. Up, um, please. Okay. Now I think the real threat, and I, I hope, I hope again, this is me completely spitballing and and taking a few things and running with it, but. As we know, the monsters have been a gray area for about, I would say, going on four years now. Meaning, we have found that this isn't, this isn't pre, this is, is it, this is post Kripke, where not all monsters are bad, that we've learned that there is a humanity to them, to certain ones. And they're, right. and they're now willing to let some go. Not all of them are under a blanket of guilt. Okay, as we as we've seen them progress along, we've seen the writers change, take drastic measures to change the way we look at monsters. We had right. B- Benny started it off. If you remember right? yeah. the first time Dean was willing to actually bef- Sam befriended monsters all the time. Yeah. And Dean, demons and, Dean, and, he and demons. exactly. Dean never did. And I think that was a turning point when Dean uh, hooked up with Benny and they became bros for that season. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, I think. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more to it, but I think this whole angle of them 
blank, you know, basically putting up this uh, blanket of guilt on every single monster who enters England and just putting them under, and they are monster-free since 1963. Monster-free since 63. I I think that's going to present an issue. I think so. I think there's going to be some that are not exactly think that's the way you should do things. Well, that was probably my biggest... Because they laid it on thick. They did. They showed showed savagely how they... You know, they show the Robotically entire... Robotically, cold-hearted, yeah. just... That there was no thought, there was no there was, was no emotion. Yes, it was a system. It was a slaughterhouse. Yeah. You know, they had a drain grate for the blood and everything. They It was systematic, it was planned. And, 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 I, and it may even be used to show uh, the, the, the vast difference between how Sam and Dean do things. Like, okay, yeah, you guys may be a lot more... Uh, um, not productive but um, effective effective but you're also emotionless how many innocent people are you killing that's getting wrapped up in these in your in your and your productiveness i mean sam's been soulless dean was a vampire for like a day and a half you know if you just militaristically killed them you know what have you lost then yeah and i think that that might be a good way to contrast the two like yeah sam and dean because they've showed us the last two years that they've made a lot of decisions that have made things worse now this is them not backtracking but going full circle showing look at okay let's say they did things more productively and they got down to business that you're taking the humanity the human side out of hunting and now they're no different in a lot of ways than these savage monsters they're just hunting things they're not saving people and and look at Dean made a point to say it yeah. to his mother. It's it's the family business motto, and I think like you said that'll be something that gets touched on throughout the season. I hope so. It'll strengthen the Men of Letters storyline a lot. At the same time, I felt like that was the biggest misstep for the Men of Letters storyline in terms of what just what it could have been. I and I talked about this in one of the written things I've done for the website. If you guys want to check that out, check out the Facebook page. But what I originally assumed the mental letters would be based especially on the season 11 finale where the winchesters are responsible for the darkness that was a big thing in season 11 it's their fault they have to clean it up yeah you know they've been responsible for angels falling somewhat more castiel in that regard but they let the demon gate stay open they're responsible for the darkness getting out they're responsible for the apocalypse, they're responsible for leviathans, they're responsible for the problems of the world. And the mental letters have watched this. They said that they've been watching them since they screwed up the first apocalypse, essentially. And what I wanted from the mental letters, and what I still want, and I, and I think there is time, is I wanted them to be this karma backlash for their actions. They've never had to answer to anybody. Even in season seven, or season seven, season 11, God is on their side. Crowley's kept demons away from the Winchesters. Castiel's kept the angels from killing them. God himself is like, yeah, you guys are fine. No matter what you do, good or bad, you're going to heaven. We're bros. Amara even turned around and went from loving Dean to bringing back their mom. But nobody has held them responsible for the shit they've done. How much blood is on their hands because of their actions? This was something that was brought up in season five when those two hunters shotgun blast them in their hotel room. So you're blame them. I thought the men of letters could have been like Agent Hicks again, where we are a human organization that is holding you accountable for your actions because you haven't answered to anybody. Well, holding holding you accountable for your actions. And we know that you're doing things in the supernatural. And and this comes back to the hold on a second. You're saying you're saying that they're not doing that. No, what they they you don't know that they we were one episode Sam, in. And that's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. You are because to, to me, that the, the entire point was that, like, yeah, they're a little 
Gestapo about it, but yeah, they are. Listen, we've been watching you. We were trying to sit back and we realized that we need to interfere because how much good are you doing? I think that was the point. Yeah, to me, it I seemed more it. like she was saying, we're going to make, um, she says, we're going to make America safe again. Nice right. Trump reference. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, well, obviously, yes. But she's saying that the Winchesters suck at killing monsters, not that they're the problem for the apocalyptic events of this planet. I, I disagree. I and think that's she what did I'm saying. say that. Season 11's premiere, because I've watched this just recently with the devil in the, de- the details. I had a stroke there too, like Mike. <laughs> yeah, but yours was only one stroke. He had 32. Lucifer says, when it comes down to it, you pick each other over the world every single time. Yeah. And the core aspect of stel- storytelling is that you put pressure on the protagonist until they have to make a decision. And the greater the pressure, the more revealing the decision they make is. And they always choose, rather than let the darkness, you know, rather than prevent the end of the world from happening, I'm going to pick my brother. Rather than let him jump in the cage and end it all, I'm going to pick, let's go the hard way. And how many bad things happen? I feel like the mental letters can be this backlash slash punishment for those decisions, those selfish decisions that they've made. See, I, I think it is. And maybe it's it not going to be too maybe early. It's, maybe but it's her not... saying we're going to be, we're going to make your system better. Like there's some kind of, you know, what what's the word? Authority. consultant for a firm on how to kill monsters better rather than hold them accountable you're going to jail mental letters jail essentially is what i wanted to yeah. see no i i see that and i get your point and i and i do agree i i do want them to be held accountable not because i dislike them but obviously that's just a great great narrative but um I think it is. Though. I mean, in a lot of ways the men of letters and what's coming out or what's going to be going on this season i has it's it has everything to do with what they've been doing. That's the reason why they have revealed themselves. Yeah. So I just think that's, we got to give it time. I think we're on the first episode. <laughs> I know, but and I, and that's what I'm saying. This comes back to the concept that I felt like this was a half a premiere rather than a premiere. That's what they've been doing for the last couple of years. We, I know. We're, we're I'm getting, tired of that. We're not so really getting just put to, to be, be continued. Continued. That's too, that's too hard. It's actually the budget doesn't oh, permit right. that extra, fucking text overlay. That extra title sequence is about gotcha. seven hundred dollars. Jesus uh, Christ! Wow. I'm in the wrong industry. Jesus that Christ, it's probably more than that. Th- actually, this is something I said earlier this week in the written thing too. Is that we need to bring back to be continued because that allows you to mentally put a pause or a bookmark yeah. that this story's not done. Whereas we've because we've been doing that with season eleven and season ten, you know. We should have that back into it if you're not going to have a full-on premiere episode. Like the mid-season premiere of season 11 where the devil explains everything and he inhabits Castiel and he kills Rowena. That's a premiere. A lot of shit happens in that episode. But these other ones are part one and two. So there could be a lot more. And I may be talking out of my ass this time next week. I just think it's too early but to say I, I do want to see more of that. So, but you're saying, Punishment. how good are you guys really? What good do you do versus what harm has come about because of you? Okay, hold on a second. Now, Thomas, are you trying to say that there is no cause and effect here? What do you mean, no cause? You don't and see effect? a cause and effect. You don't see that the mental letters is an effect because of what no, Sam and Dean. The, the mental letters showing up is an effect because of Sam and Dean. Right. But so, then so she far says, we got step one. But then she says the reason she's there is because you guys suck at your monster elimination. Rather than you guys are the problem. I wanted them to say, I wanted her to say, you two are the problem. 
which Gene. Lucifer did. You picking Dean over the world is why you're being tortured right now. I think we're getting there. And I, think I hope that, we do. And, and I think that's the point because, yeah, they want to fix and clean up their mess, but I don't think they're just going to let them walk away. I think she's trying to torture all the names and, and, and numbers of every hunter they know so they can do the exact same thing to them. I think they want to clean up the town. They want to make America great again. There's a reason why they use the Trump the joke phrase. there, because that's what a lot of people think Trump's going to do. He's going to clean up this town and get rid of people, and they're going to all disappear at night. I think that's the point. They're a threat towards the hunters. I think they want to eliminate them. They're the big bad of the season. So I think there is a comeuppance to pay. Comeuppance is the same word as pay. So right, let's, just get, let's get, that's let's get rid of that. That's an academic thing. Yeah, you should probably. I basically just said pay, pay. Yeah, pay, pay. <laughs> Would you guys like to pay, pay? I did think, and and you're right, that may be where they take it. I hope that is where they take it. Yeah. But when she's like, we have a systematic system with bridges, you know, like she's like, you guys suck at your job. We're great at ours. But Sam responds with, well, where were you to stop the apocalypse? And she's See, like, I, I thought well, we weren't a, there to stop the apocalypse, but we have these lovely bridge system. Like, <laughs> nobody cares at yeah. that point. You weren't there for when it really mattered. But maybe this is her, the whole, you know, the old guys behind the curtain who make these decisions maybe they're involved jerking deeper it. jerking it behind the curtain <laughs> you know maybe they're more involved than we think Could they you? are i don't know yeah. I, there's a lot of unanswered questions but you know but you know what sam was still probably my favorite part of the episode yeah he was definitely the highlight of 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 the entire episode badass dude that screw you each yeah. time. Dude, it was amazing. And it was weird because he didn't say fuck you, but it had like more, had a more punch to you. it. Okay, so I, I'm going to ask a question here because I was a little lost on the part where she turns the water on him. Was was it just she just trying to like freeze him out and give him hypothermia? Because if you looked where the water was coming out, the bulb was gone. And they I thought like it could have been like electric. Electric water. Yeah, like shock. Yeah, but I. I think it was a half, you know, freezing hypothermia, half Chinese water torture. Ah, okay. That kind of thing. So they should have just waterboarded him. It could have been a, a little bit of that, too. Who knows? Hey, was it just me, or did you, like, feel bad for Sam? Oh, like, yeah, dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, how does Sam know how to lay it on? He's, Jared Padalecki knows how to put on the, like, the sad face. Like, the, 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 oh, man, here it goes again. Like, I just feel so bad for him when he gets the shit into the stick. Uh, he, he always is the one to get tortured. Think about that. How many times has he been tortured? He has been strapped to a chair more times. And that face he made when he saw the water come, he's like, here we go, yeah, Dad. Been here. But that line that he said. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And when he said, listen, I've been tortured by Lucifer, lady. The devil himself. <laughs> like, what are you going to do to me? And that is you so effing nothing. true. That felt, you know what that felt like? The Joker in the Dark Knight. You have nothing to threaten me with, yeah. with all of your strength. Like, that, that right there. Because Sam has seen the worst that's imaginable. So, yeah, it may the hurt, devil, but he's a devil. He doesn't tortured give a fuck. Him. Both mentally and physically, he's been tortured beyond Look. anything else anyone has ever experienced. Look, okay, the simple fact that he says, I've been tortured by the devil himself. Right there, you should know fuck, that. Well, man. fuck, we can't do anything right, to this guy. Like, pack I might it up. as well, fuck, all right, well, unlock the chains. You know, like, there, dude, there's nothing you can fucking do on the planet that would make him break if the fucking devil tortured him and he didn't break. Yeah. You should probably just quit your day job. Go back to fucking Britain. Yeah, I, I think she almost did when when she found well, out. Once they Dean, realized that this wasn't out, working, when she found out Dean was alive was priceless. Like yeah. her, her oh, facial yeah. expression was like, "I'm fucked." Fuck. It was great. 
it was such a good reaction to because I think anybody would have anybody who has knows anything about allegedly she's been watching them right for years. So I think she knows firsthand what they're capable of. So the fact that Dean is I think she already knew she was going into a shitstorm, but the fact that Dean was dead probably like, well, got that one out of the way. And then all of a sudden when she thinks things are back, bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've made a terrible mistake. That was good. I did like that because it, it does seem like they and that is the cool thing about the Winchesters is that despite what the mental letters knows by watching them all these years, you have no grasp of what they've been through. Sam's exactly. been Sam cannot be tortured to get information. Dean will not fucking die like a bad roach. You know, <laughs> he, he comes back from purgatory. Hell, it doesn't matter. And and you bring up a good point because reading history is a lot different than living, living history. history. And you, she, Lady Bevel can read you all study day. Study all you want about World War II. It doesn't mean you know what the fuck happened there. Yeah, she can read all day long about Sam and Dean from far away and watching pictures and, and hearing news and rumors and gossip. But when she's actually there yeah. living it, Dude. not only is she going to realize that she's in over her head, but also I think... And I think we already saw a bits of that in her facial expressions. I think she's already being won over by the Winchester dick. I mean, dude, like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's the Winchester dick power. Like, as soon as it's in front of it's you, powerful. you start feeling and you start joining their side. When when she saw how resistant Sam was and how like it's almost creative, like she, despite it, being drugged out of his mind, he fakes his own death to capture her. There was a sense of respect there when she yeah. was watching him on the camera. And it's almost like, okay, I don't really want to do this. What am I doing? I mean, look, dude, it's like when you watch porn, you're like, <laughs> man, I could do that. And then when you get in front of it, you're like, fuck. I when don't you're know being I, filmed. Yeah, you're like, shit, I don't know if I can do this now. Like, it's the same thing, man. Have you done that or something? I don't know. What'd you do this summer? Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, it's like when you suck a guy's dick, you know, and you're like, yeah, I could do this. And then you're like, have the dick you in your mouth. video like, after hey. video. You think you got it down. You bought the cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> Real Wait, life though is completely different. How do yeah. you know that? Because I watched you this don't summer. Try to, don't try to flip it on him, right? Flip flip you started it. the whole thing. I was talking about, uh, you know, like you know, sexual porn. Sure, but okay. sure. right. Whatever. We know what you did. We've, we've so, been watching you. So, do you think that they? may have showed their hand too soon with Lady Bevel, because I think, are we all in agreement that she's going to end up being on Team Winchester? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's going to get banged by it's, Dean. It's, okay, I didn't say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, although I'd be okay with that. I'm just saying, or Mary, uh, why not Mary and Lady Bevel? Scissors, no, sisters. Go. Scissors, sisters. Anyways, let's get back on a serious note I, here. No, I agree. I think that she will quickly, like Castiel, she goes team. after the Winchesters because they she needs to. It's an assignment. It's a job. But then the higher ups are going to be playing a completely different game than the Winchesters, and you have to pick sides like Cast did. I think it's going to be very reminiscent of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, she has she... a bit different allegiances, though, and they, she has a kid that she has to worry about. So I could see them pulling some kind of "you disobey our rules, we have the maid murder your son" <laughs> kind of thing. Terrible, dude. It's other shows have put that in as a concept. Yeah. You know. Um. Because they did say, what was that line that she said about when they were, uh, when her partner was like, hey, should we call in for backup? I forgot the name oh, of the guy. yeah, the and guy. And she said, no, he's a psychopath. I never want to see him. He's a psychopath. That's yeah. So it, already right there, you can tell she has some issue with the way things are done. Yeah. Though, the, the, her Mr. Wolf, you know, from Pulp Fiction, yeah. whoever this guy is, yeah. is someone who's very tr- well-trained, very skilled. So I think she also, though, is the tip of the Men of Letters iceberg. I just hope, Thomas, that I hope that like, it, again, it was 
kind of i don't want to say it was easy to figure out if that's what they're going to do it was easy to follow and i think even though they might have revealed their hands a little too soon with with lady bevel coming on side of i think coming to the side of team winchester if that's I'm calling. I think that's what's going to happen. It seemed like it was going in that direction just by some of the choices she made. Um, I, if they do that because it was easily predictable, I'm hoping they go a lot further with their character, meaning there is like the maid and it has the daughter. I'm not saying that's what I want, but there, we need to peel back the layers of her character and there needs to be some depth there, not just, Hey, I'm team Winchester because you guys are awesome. We've already seen it. I, I, I want to fully, I wouldn't mind fully getting into this character this year i know there's some people out there who aren't really into this character lady bevel but i think she's had enough time they brought her in they brought her in they've introduced her obviously they have a story for her and i would like to for her to actually let's get into this let's get into her character let's 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 see if we can you know be challenged let's see if we can actually be challenged as viewers and audiences to see if our allegiance our allegiances may be challenged as well the biggest thing I want. Like, wouldn't from, it be great to like somebody like Crowley? Like we used to like, Crowley. we always like Crowley when he was against the Winchester. You remember? Yeah. You remember how, you know, contradictory our feelings our were? Our thoughts were on yeah. that. Yeah. We like, loved oh, him. Oh, I love Crowley, but I hate him. Oh, I, I like the Winchesters, but I don't want him to kill Crowley or them to kill Crowley. I would like to bring that back. And if they can manage to do that with a Lady Bevel type character, yeah. that would be a win. Well, that's the thing. I want more than anything with this character to be a planned out character. Absolutely. I don't want, I know, I wanted, we wanted Cole to be something big. It felt like Cole was an idea that didn't pan out, or at least hasn't yet, that they've just kind of moved on from. I, and that's something that Kripke's era never had characters just thrown in that didn't have some purpose. They didn't tell some part of the story. They, they, they weren't had a, they had a, a drawn out path where they were going with those Bella, characters. Bella Bella yeah. was in the episode to be both uh, an antagonist she was great. as well as someone hot. who was on their side, but she's ultimately a lesson to Dean about Hellhounds and where he will end up at yep. the end of that season. You know, there are other characters Gordon becomes a vampire the monster and how quickly you can go down that side if you're not careful and what is it what is Sam's true purpose you know which you don't know at that time yeah the, all these characters are brought in for a reason i don't want her to be brought in because wouldn't it be cool if we had this character i want her to be planned and be like she's in it from here to here then she's going to do this and that and then at the end of the season this is going to happen yeah i and, want it to be planned and they have it and again correct me if i'm wrong cuz i can't quite remember rowena's complete narrative and her arc um, but they did bring her in, and I think that's a character that they haven't squandered, that they continue to develop. But has she been connected to help reflect any type of, you know, emotional qualities? Which character? Uh, Rowena. She's I mean, been she's more been centrically tied to Crowley's th- th- story. To help kind of propel him a bit. Right. So, to, in, to so in the that humanity way, in both of them finding each other again and, and that yeah. kind of thing. So they have done it recently with Rowena. Rowena feel, felt good. more thought out, though. She was always kind of part of... Crowley as the king of hell and her trying to manipulate him from behind the scenes and then she goes team Lucifer because he's the true king and the true power and that doesn't pan out well for her at all you know she's been a bit more thought out she's always been that's what, that's what I'm a developed using, character yeah. yeah I'm using her as an example that she was she was a good example she was a good example yes I want more of that I don't want just a character that we bring in and maybe they're successful maybe we bring him back maybe we don't well, much like with Felicia Day. Like, Felicia Day was a character Felicia that was successful that they brought back now and then, but outside of season seven was no. never plot relevant she except right. for never the very end of season ten. Right. She was fan service. 
She was Cole, she was right. there for fan service. Like, was, hey guys, Felicia Day as Felicia Day. Cole was plot relevant in the beginning with Dean and his past, but that has never been touched on yeah. since that incarnation. And what Dean exactly killed at the beginning of all those years ago at the beginning of season 10. You know, that's my problem is that is if, if that's a loose end, I don't want more loose ends. Yeah, you can't you can't bring in another character and just make it. I don't so, think so. I don't think, I you're think do she that. can be I interesting. Think so either, I think but. she can be a fun character and a good character. But I agree. I don't want it just a, a Castiel remake where she just switches sides. Yeah, and that's it. I want it to be more. Maybe she doesn't, or she wants to, but she can't, or yeah. you know, a little bit more to it. A unique character that we haven't. But seen. we got time. Oh, we have absolutely. Time to see. Thomas first needs episode. some drama. Thomas needs some drama out of her. I, I need some drama. Need some drama out of her. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, Crowley hunting down Lucifer, checking out all the corpses. I did like that bit. He he it was wasn't was cool. in it very much. So I didn't know if he exactly needed to be, but I liked his bit because he Crowley's always funny. I, like I love his like as the kids say, duh. Oh yeah, that, that just making good. fun of demons as he killed before he kills them. He doesn't need any lines that he's. He doesn't, dude. Every line he has is just I gold. Just, I like when he rolled his eyes when the guy was telling the story about the about possessing <laughs> oh, the chick. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, because so he's over it. Yeah, he's like, like oh he's god. A- yeah, that's, that's funny. I, I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to seeing what they do with uh, Crowley this year because I honestly I don't have any. Any I idea? Don't know. I don't have any idea because, as we've heard, Lucifer is going to be more of a Castiel storyline, right? Isn't that That's, what we've that heard? That was my understanding, but maybe it'll be a Cass and Crowley hunt Lucifer. Yeah, and then of course we know that Rowena and um, Gavin is coming back. Crowley's right. son. The whole Crowley family so reunion. That's going to be fun. Whatever episode they do that on, but I honestly I can't really pinpoint uh, Crowley's storyline other than he wants revenge against Lucifer for making him, you know, lick the floor last season. I laugh every time they say that to him. Yeah. You lick the floor. <laughs> Thanks. I forgot. But is that his only motive? Crowley doesn't see Crowley is somebody to go after revenge, but not just solely for the sake of revenge. He, he's there. a bit more intelligent. He's than, smarter than, than that. Than revenge. Revenge is want, a very primal, yeah. like not thought out. Type. That's a Dean motive. Yeah. Oh, to be come fra- on. To be frank, we love Dean. But he flat out charges the Stein household just to murder everybody. Be, to be fair, he had the Mark Cain. Yeah, yeah, so he was fine. But my point is, Crowley is somebody who tricks Dean to get the Mark because it'll help him kill Abaddon. Kills Abaddon because he wants control of hell again, not because he he's gives well a shit. He's well thought out. All his actions. He's a chess player. He's, he's a yeah. chess player. Yeah. So what is the ulterior motive here? Do, why hunt Lucifer? Yes, he's weak, but can you still take him? Regular angels smite demons all the fucking time or at least they used to yeah yeah and we know he's a powerful demon but is he still somewhat influenced by those human emotions that he discovered from season eight onward you know what is his motive at this point is my question but i like seeing lucifer's burnt out corpse husk trail you know and keep that that he can possess other people but for like 15 minutes rather yeah, than fucked. sam and castiel so we'll see I, I want to know, though, if they'll ever have Pellegrino back. I'm going to be really upset if that... He's dead. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I want him back. I know it's not going to be in the beginning, but I want him to make an appearance sometime I throughout the season. I don't want them bringing him back just to say, hey, guys, I'm back. Mark Pellegrino as Mark Pellegrino! Like, no, I, I, don't I want, want I don't him want back as Lucifer <laughs> at some point throughout this season. But it has season. to serve a point. 
Like what they did last year with it was good. Would work because that's what they recognize. That's what Sam and Dean knew right. of Lucifer. That's as. why it worked. But now, even if he was still sp- held that form when he was in Cass's head. I understand that, but it, I, I just it it's, has it's to be gone, for a reason. Thomas. It has to be for a reason. It can't be just because we want it. Like I, I don't. I, listen, I want I'm that on, actor. I'm on board. I already was okay. attacked by people uh, saying <laughs> to, get, to get over Mark Pellegrino on Twitter. Like, oh, it's not about Mark Pellegrino. I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, it I, is. Lo- I love Absolutely Mark Pellegrino, is. and I wow. love him as Lucifer. But the thing is, I also want him back if it feels right. I don't want him back just because they shove it down my asshole. Down your asshole? Yes. No. See, my thing, though, Either. is if you have Lucifer in the show, you have Mark <laughs> Pellegrino in the show. That's like saying if Captain Jack Sparrow is all of a sudden a different actor because he was brought back it's from totally the dead. It's totally different. It's an iconic <laughs> role for us. It's so different. <laughs> no, it's not. Can you repeat that analogy, please? And, and, and I want you to say it really slow, and I want you to tell me if that really makes sense to you. I, Mark, even, I Mark, even didn't understand that. Mark that Pellegrino analogy. is Lucifer. In the Supernatural show for the fandom, that is Lucifer. Correct? Yes. We know that's not his actual physical face because we've never seen an angel in what their true form is. Right. They're roughly the size Size of a skyscraper. Chrysler building. Yeah. Don't try to beat me to it. Yeah. (laughs) To have, we know he's going to have a different actor for right now, but I want him to ultimately make a return because for me, this character looks a certain way and is portrayed by only this actor. That's as if after pirates too they had johnny depp he came back from the dead as a different actor playing captain jack sparrow you can say it's the same person all you fucking want you can explain away why they look different but it's not the same and i and i know i might be on the minority on that but that is my stance i want to see him therefore wrong right i want to see mark pellegrino at some point return in some facet yes i agree with you mike though it has to make sense you might yeah. as well let it go dude i don't think it's gonna happen i i don't want to be a Debbie can dream downer. ryan i, I don't know wanna, i'm probably wrong i know i'm probably screwed on this but i don't want to be a dream. Debbie downer but i just don't think it's gonna happen i don't think there's a there's a way where they can explain it where I, at least for me this is me my opinion there's not a way they can explain it where i'm gonna go oh that totally makes sense i just think it'll be forced it it will be forced, but if they do find a way to do it to where it's the original vessel, because we already know that he's not dead, if they right. find a way to use that guy, then I'm all for it. But the thing is, is it has to be done carefully because I don't want I'm not a fan of fan service. Yeah. I don't See, I, don't, I don't feel like listen, fan if service, I want though. fan service, I'll go back and watch. If I feel nostalgic, I'll go back and watch other episodes. If now if it's natural and it feels good, then fine. See, I don't feel like that's nostalgic so much as that is sticking to established canon and and roles necessarily. But I get what you're saying. And I understand that I'm probably screwed on this because of actor reasons behind the scenes. But Listen, Rick Springfield is the new Lucifer and you just have to deal with it. <sighs> now it is. Now I am in hell. <laughs> so with that, guys, I think probably we start moving on to final thoughts. I mean, this was very much a part one of two. For a premiere, I think that's what they've done for the last two seasons. I feel like that's what they're going to do now as well. Because we we had some things resolved, but we didn't w- finish anything. Sam's still trapped and being tortured. Dean and and Mary and Cassiel are hunting her de- hunting him down. But I mean, unless you guys want to divert anything, no. thoughts? No, I I I don't disagree. I think it definitely is a a part one of a part of of a two parter, and I think. You know, and I, I brought this point up too, even on on DC and CW, is that um, is that 
Arrow, Flash, even those shows seem like the first episode was a part one of a part of a two part series. And I yeah. think, and, and and I even called that. I think I posted it in our chat for this show. I said, was this like a part one? Like it felt like the two parter, like Arrow, Flash. And I think I understand why they do it, and I, I agree with you, Thomas. That the to be continued should come back. I I, I, I just is think, it a bit archaic? Yes, but I think it should. It would work, man. It t- makes sense. TV is the one place where we hold each installment as we lord it upon all the others, or right. we demonize it for being worse. But n- nobody looks at a book and says chapter fifty three was great, but chapter fifty four sucked ass. Yeah. Like nobody, you say the book was good. Yeah, exactly. So I think we need to think of shows like that. The season was good because Absolutely. the season story made sense. No, you know, the five minutes of a movie don't tell you the entire movie. Yeah, well, so, unless it's a Tarantino flick. Unless it's a Tarantino. Flick. <laughs> um, but no, I I I like the episode. I did. Um, it, it, I liked Castiel's introduction into the season. That was awesome. Um, I think we're going to get a more no-nonsense Castiel. I like that idea. I do, too. Um, I think we're going to get back to more, like like they said, more family roots. And I think bringing Mary back, at first I was kind of like, I don't know about this. Skeptical. But yeah. I think the more as this goes on, it will give us more depth to that character. Because we've always looked at the character one way. And I think from now. From their perspective. From yeah. their perspective. And I think now we're actually going to get firsthand experience of how this character is. And and you you can't tell me that the actress that plays plays her isn't thrilled to to actually expand on this character that you know essentially she was in a couple episodes she burned on the ceiling in one of them and she yeah. hasn't been able to play this character she had no idea twelve yeah. years later she'd be playing this role again exactly yeah. and I think that's what's cool about this show and that's what I love about Supernatural is that this actress is able to get another chance at playing a character that you know essentially she died on a ceiling and that was her character for the longest time so um, I think seeing D, uh, seeing Sammy be super fucking badass and take that that torture was probably one of the coolest things i i've we've seen in a long time well this was mentioned in the chat by uh quick reaver but it's something that we didn't touch on which is very true that touches on that he's as far as he knows everyone he knows is dead or gone right exactly he has no reason to tell her anything, anything he doesn't right. give a fuck anymore no. you know it, it, well you get that i mean he, he played that very very well I, and um dude i'm not gonna lie for the first time in a long time when she took the blowtorch to his foot, oh. I actually kind of squeamed away, dude. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. Padalecki's scream at yeah. that point, I was like, that was fuck, so dude. well acted. I was like, fuck that. My foot hurts. <laughs> um, I'm going to bring this up briefly, and I, and I know I, I had one problem with the episode, and it was it was essentially the fight scene with Dean and and the, oh, and the, the, the assassin woman. chick. Yeah. Um, we've seen Dean battle the most powerful fucking dudes and, and whip their ass in hand-to-hand combat. And essentially, I know why they did it. They they did it so that him and Cass would get overwhelmed, and then Mary would have to kill her. Well, it and also I, establishes the Men of Letters it, as a threat. Exactly. I just think that seeing Dean get his ass whipped was a little much. I mean, but again, I understand what they were doing with it, and it, it makes sense when you think about it. But I had a little bit of a problem with that because I mean, it was a little silly. It was a little silly. I mean, it was especially like, after season ten yeah. and what's been established as his abilities in a fight. Especially a after hand, Sam yeah. said, "Hey, you know, we took on Lucifer." Right. You know, as a rebuttal to being tortured, but Dean's going to get knocked out by brass knuckles. Exactly. He should have been like, I've, I've, you know, bare knuckle cage matched the devil like last year. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a little bit of weird thought on that one. But other than that, I like the episode. I, I would, if I had, if I'm going to grade it for doing grading, I'm going to always it, do. I'll give it a B. Uh, I'll, gi- I'll give it a B. I-, I think it was a solid episode. I think that might change when we see the second part of it. Right. In, in episode two. So fair enough. Mike. 
Um, I felt like it was a good episode, and I think Ryan might have said this, but it felt like a lot of the episodes on CW this year, the season premieres, where if they were episode three, four, five, or six, yes. yeah. it would be an A episode. But because it's a season premiere, it's a little I'm, I'm grading it a little harsher because you have to kick open those doors. Yeah, on, especially you have Andrew Dab. You have a whole new writing room. You whole have new chapter. You don't fool yourself into thinking you don't have something to prove. You do. Oh, yeah. You do have something to prove. And the episode as a standalone episode, academically, the the writing was fine. It was actually pretty damn well written out. But for a season premiere, it just felt kind of, oh, okay. After us waiting for four or five months during the summer, Helatus, to have something that really didn't feel complete. And again, it wasn't bad, just felt kind of, oh, it's over. That's too bad. Yeah. What did we really see? Well, we saw Sam be tor- uh, get tortured. And and honestly, if the Sam scenes weren't in it, the episode probably wouldn't have even been that good. I think what say ultimately what saved this episode was, Stan- was Sam. I think that was a strong element of the episode. I felt that even though I liked the exchange uh, between Dean and Mary, it's a, it's, I feel a little sad as a, as a long time Fan. V- fan and viewer of the show that after 12 years he finally sees his mother and, and, I, was and, and I feel like they're holding back and I don't know if, yeah. if, if Dean is holding back or if the writers are holding back for a reason um, maybe they don't want to challenge the, the Chuck scene where you know he had this this son and father moment where he's asking God slash father why why have you ignored us why have why do you allow these things to happen or do you really want to challenge that scene so soon who knows I, maybe they're thinking all these things. Um, so maybe they're waiting for a better moment to have Dean and Mary really talk about things. Uh, either way, um, I think it's a, it was a solid episode. Uh, but as a season premiere, it was a B plus. B plus? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think you need to hit it out of the park on the premiere. I don't like the part one, part two. It, there's nothing wrong with it. Like you said, no. it's from a textbook standpoint, it's well-written, it's well-paced. There's nothing wrong. But the premiere episodes should be things you remember. You know, their dad sacrificing themselves in season two, Castiel appearance in season four, you know, things like that should be memorable. And f- to have part one for f- part two to follow up, especially after the strength of season 11, and you really need to hit it out of the park and show you you could show us a brutal men of letters that are you know you showed us that they kill systematically and they have a planned routine for monsters but they're half-assing it with this human torture now i liked how they used chains and padlocks rather than the traditional rope that every other person's used to bind the brothers to a chair because it shows that they think yeah, the next cool. level, you can't just saw through that with a you know yeah. sh- sharpened piece of wood but I li- I liked that, but I felt like they still kind of held back. They needed to really bring it to this premiere episode. Because, like you said, I think about Dean's meeting his mom, and then I compare that to him meeting just the vision of her in season two, what is and what should never be, one of my favorite episodes, where he's like in a dream state from the Jin, and how emotional he was at that point. And she, he, he spent some time with her at that point, too. But then he realizes it's a dream. I get that there's more there, but this is real. He should have had more. Not to say that his acting was bad, but I like you said, I, are the writers pulling back on that deliberately, or what is the end goal with that? I would have liked to have seen that. Um, I I had my gripes about the mental letters, what they 
felt like they were doing versus what I felt like they should do. But then again, it is too early to call that. But overall, it's felt like we set up some stuff and we had some good interaction, but we we just didn't kick it out of the park like I would have liked. So for me, this one's a B minus. And, we'll, and we'll see. And I'll probably like give a new grade as, as you the, the first two episode. episodes to like what the real premiere right. is. Yeah, we did that last year. Yeah. So with that, guys, we'll have to wait till next week and find out. But we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into the discussion from you guys on what you thought on the episode, as well as a bit of, you know, what we assume will happen with episode two, which is Mama Mia. Episode two, that's the name of Jesus. God. All right, we'll be the, back in a now. minute. <laughs> Supernatural, the crossroads will be right back. When I'm not plotting to kill Barry Allen, I'm listening to Rain Man Digital's DC on CW. Yeah, but then, we didn't see any like trick arrows or anything like that last year, really. No, I think what didn't we see in season three? We saw the the um the boxing the glove boxing arrow. Glove. But like, last year was like the zip line. Yeah, like which is thing. we've seen that. Yeah, which we've seen a thousand million times. This was a new arrow, and then what was the other one? The parachute. The arrow. The parachute arrow. Yeah, dude. Fuck, those were killer. How does he know he's grabbing that arrow? Okay, let, let me let me let me preface this because in say Avengers, Hawkeye has a little thing on his bow, and he the, the arrow that swims like it moves around, and he grabs it. That he knows what that arrow is. He types in like a code. I think it would be a funny joke if they did it where Oliver. You know, goes to shoot one and he, he pulls the wrong arrow. Just pulls a regular arrow. An impregnation arrow. <laughs> That's the one he uses when he's on the salmon. He gets Felicity board. pregnant. Oh shit! <laughs> the wrong arrow. Whoops! Shot you with my semen. <laughs> oh well. Okay, I got this abortion arrow. Open up. <laughs> it's just got a hook on the end of it. <laughs> No. He fucking drills him in the knee with an that's arrow. Exactly what he did to the other dude. He did he it did. to Roy too. I liked that's that. Right, he did, but that's fucked up. But that just reminds you, like how solo and hardcore he was. Pretty At least he didn't hit that dude in the knee with the fucking impregnation arrow. <laughs> what is knees gonna get pregnant? <laughs> what if Thea gets in the way of it? Oh, no. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Definitely that wet the foot baby comes out. <laughs> A brother and the son at the same time. Fucking buck tooth. Oh, that's fucked up. How do you explain that one to Felicity? <laughs> Keep that one a secret. This is my son. Hey, uh, hey, Dad. <laughs> Hi, Dad, Uncle. Hi, Uncle Daddy. Uncle Daddy. Uncle Daddy. <laughs> Your mama's sister wants you in the other room. <laughs> I poop my pants. <laughs> point it didn't ruin the episode but it was the weakest part of the entire episode and it kind of sucked it was just the nail in the coffin of a character they squandered yep and then it's like they hated her maybe they hated laurel the actor why because, because of the retarded statue yeah, then they give a retarded looking statue <laughs> Dude, that statue it okay. looks like it looks but, like it looks like oliver's son that he had with thea <laughs> our daughter hey uncle daddy what would that be what would her uh... who designed that a child in art class dude i put that in here it says my kids called something better than that in third grade Floral statue is derpy. Looks fucking retarded, dude. Like, and, and it was like, I don't know what made it worse is when they shot it from below. Maybe they wasted their... It didn't look like Batman. Maybe. <laughs> Hi, my name is Black Canary. I'm here to fight crime. Yay. Arr! Arr! 
That's my canary cry. I will get you with that. I pooped my pants. Check out the new DC fan show, DC on CW, covering topics from the Arrow, the Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. Head over to RainmanDigitalMedia.com to get more details. Hey, ass butt. Do you love Supernatural, The Crossroads? Tell the rest of the world by representing the show on your buy. Don't objectify me. With the Crossroads Tees, the first run of shirts are available to own. The shirts are anvil unisex and made up of high-quality 100% ring-spun cotton. What are you waiting for? Become a Crossroads Minion and represent the show proudly. Head to RainManDigitalMedia.com. Click on the store tab and get your Crossroads shirt today. Listening to Supernatural The Crossroads, Crossroads 003 on Rain Man Digital. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural The Crossroads. Now we're going to be taking some of your thoughts from the episode from our Facebook post. We do this every week to kind of see what you guys thought about it. Do you agree with some of our thoughts? Do you disagree? Over your interpretations. So this was from... Let me scroll up here a bit because my computer sucks. This is from Don Garrett. Honestly, I was a little underwhelmed. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was a good episode. I just didn't. don't think that it was a season premiere worthy. So something okay. we've, we've said. Uh, I love the fact that they brought Mary Winchester back. And I agree with the idea that she doesn't remember anything from when she was dead. And I loved it when Dean explained all the times that he had met her, oh, I, even when she was a ghost. You know what? I, I We forgot to put that in the notes. But yeah, I like that, too. Well, I said earlier that oh, I liked his, his, him saying all the dates and all the times he remembered in you know their past. You fell in love with him at this point, at this day. That was great. But, but after that, after that hug, it felt a little cold. Yeah. Compared to what it could have been. I wonder if there's if he's gonna tell her about her dad. Like if that was part of the things he maybe. told her. Like how he was a dick and like tried to yeah. <laughs> sold them out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Uh the Dean Cassiel hug could not have been more perfect, with Dean showing his uncomfortableness with male physical contact, regardless of the situation, and Castiel being the polar opposite. <laughs> Uh, the one thing that was missing was there was no real progression in the storyline. Granted, there was too much going on for there to be a big bad in this episode. The only thing they really touched on was letting us know that Lucifer is still in play. Yeah, see, I get that where, you know, there was a lot going on in terms of non-element that would actually progress the yeah. plot. But at the same time, and to be fair to Dab and the crew, you know, this is a new chapter. Yeah, they closed out a chapter, and when you're starting a, a new chapter, there's a lot of groundwork you got to lay. And luckily, they are taking elements from past seasons, like the Men of Letters, that are already, for the most part, established. So that's a huge plus. Um, but they, they're still laying down the groundwork. I just hope the groundwork doesn't take till season episode twelve before we're yeah. like, oh, I see it now. Yeah, you know. Uh, Hilda Bear says, I loved the way that Cass just doesn't give a crap anymore. You can see the way his character has evolved. He just punched that person in square in the face. Even Mary was like, oh shit, that's an angel. 
Uh, I also, I love the way which Mary was thrown into this world with no knowledge of it, and Cass was kind of the one telling her what's going on, computer scene, etc. It's just so cool to see his growth as a character and him being the teacher instead of the one learning. Yeah. So excited for this season. Yeah, that, that was cool. That was a good, good moment, yeah. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez just says, screw you, winky face. <laughs> Do you like that? Uh, Porsche uh, Cleghorn, I want to say. Yeah. I apologize if I murder names. You you know that's a long standing thing. You suck. My initial two thoughts of on the overall episode. One, Sam is a complete badass, all caps. Two, I am so glad that the real Castiel is back. The hard ass warrior angel. I've missed him. It was fantastic to see him again this episode, and going by what all the actors have been saying about this season, it looks like he is here to stay for a while. Uh more in depth thoughts to come, but those are just my first two initial thoughts. Exciting. Johnny Gonzalez says, but in all seriousness, I enjoyed the premiere. It was more tamed and slow-paced than the other premieres, but it was nice that it picked up exactly after last season. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. I do like that, yeah. Uh, the moments with Mary Winchester's, the moments with Mary Winchester were wonderfully done. Dean's face when he realized he loves Baby as much as his mom, I could not stop laughing. I don't think, yeah. there's a reason they both like that backseat. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I misunderstood that scene, it's because it also seemed like he was getting the hots for her. Wait, what? Uh, what? I, I, think you, I think you misunderstood. No, you misread I misread that a bit. That wait, wait, scene. hold on. Reread that. Are you re- misreading that? Uh, the moments with Mary Winchester were wonderfully done. Dean's face when he realizes he loves baby as much as his mom could not stop laughing. Unless I misunderstood that scene because it also seemed like he was getting the hots for her. No. Which reminded me of the Jody Mills, Mary Winchester shipping you guys brought up about in the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. No, see, uh, I, us and our sick thoughts are totally different to what, the, relevant, to what yeah. the writers are actually doing. I, I think, that was her, her remembering banging in that car, and then Dean realized, yeah, oh, the, my pa- my parents that, that banged in this car. car. That, oh, God. That was an Owen Wilson from Meet the Parents moment, where yeah. you're looking off and you're remembering how wild that Kit Kat was. <laughs> like, that's what she was doing. Uh, you motorboat and son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Um, Cassio being a badass again. Oh, yeah, more of that, I hope. Very Terminator esque. The castiator. That sounds like a castrator. Castrator. <laughs> sounds about right. That sounds horrifying. I wouldn't mind that. What? Getting castrated? I told you I, I hate my balls. Oh god. I get in the way when I sleep. I forgot about Which that. Which way do you sleep? Sideways. <laughs> in a fetal position. Sometimes they hang out the back. Get a body pillow. Jesus. Get a body pillow. A Dean one. I have a Dean one. Oh. I have a Rowena one. We we know that. <laughs> Joanne uh, Gaithier, I want to say. I'm still thinking about it. toes, though. Yeah. <laughs> 69. I'm still thinking about it. Need to rewatch. But my overall impression was good. It seemed to jump around a little. And I think the demons were a little over the top. A little too cutesy. But they hinted at things to come. Lucifer, for example. At, we at, all... Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. At this point, because I know you brought this up, too. At this point, I don't think it, it's even feasible for them to turn demons back into being evil no it would feel, i think abaddon was the last real demon threat. it would feel weird and not right yeah you know what i mean like they, they can't go back to how they were in seasons four and five no or seasons one through five yeah. I, I think those demons have died out i would like for them to explain it a little more maybe and explain the dip in their personalities that all the hard elite all the elite have been ones murdered, have been murdered. Yeah. yeah i mean i think we can surmise that on our own but yeah why not i mean touch if crowley on is the king which means there's no one better than him or they don't dare rise up against him yeah i mean not to put crowley down but no. he was just a crossroads demon before right so 
we all wondered what had happened to him. I'm curious to see how this season unfolds with Mary as an addition. Sam has never had a mother, and I'm interested to see how she changes the dynamic t- between Sam and Dean, if she does at all. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Uh, Samantha Levitin, awesome writing by Andrew Dabb. I thought all of Dean, Mary, and Cass scenes were and are such a joy to watch, especially the scene with Mary reuniting with baby. The moment <laughs> Dean puts it together that he well, was conceived in the backseat of the car was we're priceless. All, we're all a bunch of creeps in this. We are. I'm the supernatural fandom. We are. Because we're all like, oh, that's gross, but funny. Yeah. Uh, liked when Sam was being all tough, uh, telling Tony, I was tortured by the devil himself. You're just an accent in a pantsuit. What can you do to me? Thumbs up. Turn me on. Oh, Jesus. Plus, when Mary stabbed, killed that British woman of legend in the back, I would love to see, and I'm sure we will see, Mary hunt and kick ass. Last but not least, she Sam... penetrated her, kind of. <laughs> From behind. Yeah. Domination Very style. Very aggressive, Mary. Last but not least, Sam getting untied and being injected with a needle, seeing flashes from the past of Kevin, Dean, and Jessica. I did like the Jessica touch. Okay, hold on a second. I free, I forgot about that. Okay, now, do you think, yes, it was obviously an induced hallucination, hallucinations, but do you think those hallucinations are going to end up playing a part later? I don't think so. In the season, just in the fact that it's something Sam is dealing with in his mind, or do you, th- do you are they going to bring that back? Or they're just, eh, let's throw in some random scenes that we know uh, bothered Sam. I think you could go either way. I think those things will always bother him. But I think in many regards, he's moved past a lot of that baggage. I agree. You know, Jennifer, or just Jennifer, Jessica, at the very least, I'd say he's moved past. As as unfortunate as it was. Oh, please bring her back. I think that wound has healed as best as it can for him. And I think this was also just to show that he's both been mentally and physically tortured by the devil. I mean, that was all of season seven, six and seven. Yeah. Was that mental ward that he needed to have up. Otherwise, he'd lose reality. Yeah, I can get get behind that. So I was like, yeah, you can't mentally fuck with him either because he's been through the worst. He's had his soul ripped from his body and all that shit. So I, I, I don't think they'll bring it up. Could they? Yeah, but I feel like there's other stories on Sam's character, like meeting his mom for the first time, that you can push him in a different direction. You don't need to go back to, is he insane? Does he have guilt? We've done that. Um, Dean and Jessica, uh, now that was pretty neat to see, plus earlier at the beginning of the episode, seeing Mary have a flash of her death. All in all, a great start to the season. Uh, Alicia Vera, ignoring the many... More worthwhile things to discuss. Did anyone else think there was a little meta nod to the Testiel shippers with the way Mary looked at Dean and Cass hugging? I swear she had a moment of, is something going on here? Yeah. Uh, such good writing. I love that. Uh, sorry. Allie Nicholas. I want to say such good writing. I love that they didn't try to force a conclusion and the idea that this episode or that this season will have room to breathe and flow with these long form arcs. Hmm. Hmm, possibly. I, could, I could see that. I can see that line of thinking. I could see it. I mean, it is a little different than what we're used to. Maybe that's not a bad thing. And maybe that's... Andrew's, maybe that's kind of where they're going with it. Maybe that's what Dad brings to the table. Maybe. A, a little bit of different structure. Uh, I'm captivated by all the storylines, and everyone was badass. The quiet, confused chemistry between Dean and Mary was so believable, and Sam's reaction to hmm. barely missing his escape was killer. Uh, we thought we were one step ahead when we guessed he was faking it, and then, nope, they pulled the, ru- the rug out from under us. And it was such a punch in the gut. And I'm happy to see that Lucifer feels menacing again. Ace is all around. And I feel the strongest season opener that could stand on its own. But that will lead smoothly into next week. Allie brings up the way she worded it makes it sound better. 
um, when she true. said, that, when she true. said the quiet, confused chemistry between Dean and Mary. If that is what it was, and that's kind of what we touched on a bit. A little um, bit, yeah. So, I mean, if it's something like that, like maybe, maybe they're just not just quite slower. sure how to deal with it. Like, well, what's really happening? Like, is this happening? I, I can buy that. I can definitely see it. Go ahead, Ryan. Go well, on. I was going to say, every time we've seen someone come back, there's always been a consequence for them coming it, back. Like a catch to it. Yeah, yeah, there's a catch to it. So I think I think Dean's trying to play this safe and saying, what's the catch Don't here? Don't get too happy. Yeah, what's the catch here? And, and And essentially, the way they ended it with Amara doing it, because, you know she felt like she was doing a good thing it might there might not be a catch but i think dean's playing into where it's like okay there might be a catch to this and i don't know if i want to yeah i want to brace myself for the fact that there could be that that's the way i interpret i mean it. he's hallucinated this exact scenario absolutely so maybe With he is gin, playing right? yeah maybe he is playing it safe i do i i like what she said about giving the season time to breathe maybe we're being a little hard on it and they're just doing something like you said different with dab having it slowly roll through the season rather than all this gut punch in the beginning because it would be kind of hard to to have the very next episode after like the sun gets fixed to really hit us so i mean again we'll have to see with next week's episode see how that turns things around but uh with that let's get into the discussion ryan you have the synopsis for the upcoming episode mama mia i do uh dean castiel and mary have a lead on Sam and set out to rescue him. Dean is uncomfortable with putting Mary in danger, but she insists on going along. Meanwhile, Crowley is tipped off that Lucifer has taken over the body of rock star Vince Vicente. And that's... (laughs) Vince Vicente. Who's it directed by and written by? Who cares? I'm kidding. Uh, Thomas J. Wright directed and Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross. Now, those names always stand out to me. Uh, Eugenie Ross Lemming. They always stand out to me just because of the fact that, you know, for the most part, the fans aren't the biggest fans of them. Well, they're not uh, the the, terrible duo. They are. Yeah, they're they're the ones called the terrible duo. No, I thought that was Nicole Snyder, the ones who did Dog Dean Afternoon and the Mannequin. No, those are the ones. No, those are different ones. But yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. These are the ones they call that. This is, I believe, Eugenie is the one who's married to uh, Robert, the producer, singer. See, because that was the thing. I looked that up because I was concerned that the the follow up episode was going to be written by. I was like, quote the the terrible duo, which is unfortunate. It is them. But I I see. I would have bet it was the other because there's another pair that wrote all the cringe worthier yeah, episodes. The yeah. the mannequin dog dean. There are other writers that people make fun of, but these are the ones they these call. The ones? But yeah. This because um, their last couple weren't too bad. They I had uh, what was it, Hell's Angel? Yeah, they, well, I thought we liked those. We, yeah. in fact, last season we talked about this. Last season they actually surprised a lot of people because they wrote some pretty strong episodes. And yeah, they you, had uh, the one where Metatron dies. Yeah. So All who right. knows? I mean, maybe they work better under certain right. I mean, got to remember, like your uh, the writing staff's only as good as the showrunner or the showrunner's dynamic with that writer. If the writers True. don't connect with the showrunner. Sometimes you know the work suffers. It's like much like a a rapper or or a singer songwriter when they work with a producer. Your music is great, but if if or your lyrics is great, but if if you get with the wrong producer or you don't sync well with them, Mm -hmm. your work might not shine as much as it could if you were with somebody else. So maybe Eugenie Ross Lemming, as we know, Andrew Dab has taken on a much stronger role, even leading into last leading into last year. Maybe they have a better you know 
a lot better chemistry with with, with Andrew Dabb because they haven't written. Well, they didn't write any cringe-worthy episodes last year. Because, yeah, if you look back at their track record, they had one episode, Route 666, in season one. And their very next one wasn't until season seven with Shut Up, Dr. Phil. Yeah. So that you had a couple not as popular ones. But then in season 11, you had The Bad Seed, which was Rowena return in season 11. And I remember that episode being fairly good. But more importantly, the mid-season finale, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? With Lucifer and that shot of him with the red eyes, Hell's Angel, and all in the family with this third to last episode with Metatron's death. So they... You might have something there, Mike. It might be the showrunner and how he works with them because yeah. that's two different showrunners and two very different kind of episodes. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting some something cool next week. We're in the second episode. We only have, as we remember in our news segment uh, during our Hellatus episode, there's only going to be eight episodes before the winter Hellatus. So yeah. they don't have time to play with their their, their fuck bu- about play with their balls and their foreskin. They got to. Start jacking right away for the shaft. Yeah, they need to. They need to. They (laughs) get get hard. Get hard and go straight for the shaft. Jesus, you're not wrong. (laughs) They they need to get to into the back of baby and just get to work with Mary. That don't work. Well, not if you're Dean. Not if you're Dean. Uh, If you're Sam, you don't really know, right? uh, I'm just saying. Barely related. I'm just saying. He's never met her. It might be an accident, a mistake. Uh, oh wow, you're really tall and handsome. Let's get in the back of this car. Oh, oh that'd be I, terrible. I love dude, your car. Totally it reminds me of my husband. Oh, that's the worst. Like hor- that's a horror story right there, man. That's the idea. They I said they were going back to mom. horror. Oh, right? Stop saying it. <laughs> I fucked my mom. Jesus. I'll, okay, Christ. that's a, that's anyway. a drop, and I'm going to send it to his mom. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh God. I mean. I don't really know what to expect this one. It's kind of a toss up in the air to me. The writers have been both really good and really not so good. I don't want to say hit, hit or miss. All hit or like miss. It. But but Thomas Wright is a pretty good. He's a good director. Director. He's done some good episodes. All yeah. I care about is if Rick Springfield's going to play Pellegrino's version of Lucifer or his own. I version. think he needs to play the same type of character. That's been the running theme with yep. body possessions. Ruby was the same person regardless of the body. Lilith was the same kind of person. Everybody. Everyone everybody has playing been the same person. Every and cre- that's what led such power to Misha Collins' performance as Lucifer. If it wasn't him trying to be Mark Pellegrino's version, then it wouldn't have been a good performance at all. I mean, that's what Yellow Eyes did based off Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance. Yeah, you have to you stick with that. it. Yeah, it's a it's something they they set it, they set the standard, and they gotta keep with it. I I and and if if, if they if, fuck with if, that, they fuck with canon. And you know what? I will come back next week. If Rick Springfield is playing a Lucifer that doesn't feel like Lucifer, I will be upset. And I'm never upset at Supernatural. I always forgive any missteps, l- missteps if there are some. And I'm a, I'm an avid fan. I'm a hardcore super fan. But th- if Lucifer isn't Lucifer. That's a problem. It's a, pr- it's a major issue. They're changing everything that they yeah. have set up everything i mean even with the small characters like hannah when hannah when hannah possessed um uh the guy that talked to castiel it was believably somebody else uh when crowley possessed a woman for a while that's still crowley it was still crowley you cannot change it and that's the only thing i'm afraid of i know we've said this in the hellatus episode but i'm gonna say it again is that's my biggest fear about rick springfield playing lucifer is I've seen Rick Springfield and other things. He's a capable actor. He's not a bad actor, 
but he he isn't Daniel Day Lewis. He isn't Amisha Collins. He's not going to be. I cannot Wait, see him. Did you just him. put Misha and Daniel Day Lewis in the same? Oh category? yeah, I did. Oh, God I just damn did. Right. I just did. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying that Misha throws himself into a role. I'm not saying he may not be as at that level, the caliber of Daniel Day Lewis. I'm just saying that he throws, throws him to himself. Out. In a yeah, completely. Daniel Day Lewis has a reputation of throwing himself in that Method role. acting he, to the point of insanity. Yeah, he is that actor. He is that person. And Misha did the exact same thing last year with with uh, with Lucifer. And if we get anything other than someone who completely throws himself in this character and right. understands the person, right. I think you're you're jamming a big fat finger up someone's ass. All all <laughs> all the fucking supernatural fans, you're 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 ramming them. Man, That's you've been doing. really talking about anal play tonight. Like, who lot, cares? cares i'm just i'm very adamant about that because, I, I agree because i'm on board the rick springfield casting i'm fine with it but he it better be, have taken some acting yeah. courses <laughs> or because, watch the episodes at least that he yeah but he doesn't even know his own character i don't talk about it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know his own character mike i don't know we'll see this is going to be the second part of the season premiere essentially so i'm i have some high hopes for this one or high expectations i yeah. should say at least yeah Mike, do you have this little bit here we want to talk on, or is that something for... Yeah, let's get into it really fast. So, um, let yeah, me... what is this exactly? It's interesting, if it's uh, you, you somewhat got, true. You, you got the link? I, I'm it, bringing just, it up it's now. It's just fun theories. It was sent over from the Fandom Natural group. Um, while you pull it up, um, I got our, our bit here. One second. Let me guess. Winchester trouble? <laughs> And now, it's time to see what the listeners are saying on Reddit. Fandom Natural. Fandom Natural. Fandom Natural. All right, so this here is an idea of Rufus and his connection to the Men of Letters. This is posted on Reddit uh, from the Supernatural Wiki transcript of Season 3, Episode 15, Time is on My Side. It's an interesting theory and what could potentially, if I read this right, potentially mean what it could potentially, oh my God, potentially mean for continuity, for SBN. Should we just read the whole thing? Yeah, not not read through it. Just get through the gist of it. No, I don't want to drag this out. Essentially, the gist of it is Dean is talking to Rufus about Bella Talbot. It's basically, it's the part when Dean needed to find and track down somebody by the name of Bella. We all remember that from season three, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Rufus, if you remember, is the one who got him the information. And let me just cut through all the red tape here and the nonsense. Basically, he knew a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend from England because they get away with a lot more than we do here. And he gave him information on Bella. Then people started theorizing about whether or not this contact was the men of letters. Because it was from England. Right. And because, and the continuity issue comes into play, just because of the fact that obviously Bella would have made her deal where? She was going to hell, remember? Right. And she was in England. Yep. So if the men of letters were monster freaks in 1963, what does that fully mean? Does that also include crossroad demons mm. or just monsters? So this is where a lot of people were started discussing whether or not this presents a continuity issue by simply saying, hey, we're monster three since 1963. Well, I mean, there's a difference between they they were free of monster related deaths. Does it mean that demons? doesn't mean demons or deals necessarily? 
Or does it? And and back in dun, season dun, three, dun. demons were far more powerful than the schleps we see today. These these were the ones who had power. Lilith was still alive. You know, Azazel was still running the show at that time when she made that deal. So who knows who she made that with? It yeah. could have been Crowley for all we know. I rather than focus on the continuity aspect, I um yes because I think they can explain that away because monsters are monsters, demons, demons are, are demons. different. Um. And you can't really necessarily, as someone said in the Phantom Natural group, you can't necessarily uh, demon trap an entire yeah. an entire country. Yeah. Um, I'm more interested in the fact that that would be a cool tieback to bring another 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 flashback story. Even though I hate flashbacks, but just like they did last year by bringing Bobby and Rufus back, maybe a little nod to Rufus again, where he actually is in league with Men of Letters. Not That'd saying cool. he is Men of Letters, or he even knows but who he, he's dealing with, but who he in fact was dealing with was the Men of Letters. Yeah, that'd be a cool. That would be good. That'd be a cool throwaway episode to expand a little bit on Men of Letters. Would that and be a throwaway episode back, though? No, it would be in the fact that you're bringing Rufus back. But if you were to use it to yeah. expand if the Men of the Letters lore, yeah, dude, I that would, would be fun as hell. I would respect that because it means they went back to season three, took this one Absolutely. sentence, and built on it. Yeah, you know, and that's what cool. I liked a lot about season eight was that they referenced stuff that we hadn't heard or or seen from since Kripke's day. They went back to dad and the journal and hellhounds and, and the specific things that I enjoyed. So if they went all the way back to season three to kind of take this and ran with it, I, you know, yeah, that'd be cool. It I makes th- it all more cohesive and real. I think it would be cool. Be I think neat. it'd be a good idea. It'd be so. really cool. And it's a great way to see Rufus again because yeah. unfortunately, we all want to see more Rufus. They killed him they in the most stupidest him. way ever. Dumb Stupid con worm bullshit. So dumb. Didn't we get to say goodbye? Pour, pouring out <laughs> for your homie though. Put on the boys to men. Well, guys, with that, I think that's going to do it here for us at Supernatural, The Crossroads. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Check us out on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Crossroads SPN, Bold Irishman, The Ryan Denton. Uh, Let us know what you guys thought of our discussion through the Facebook page and messages, Twitter and all that. And then we will. Oh, oh. And, And also, guys, remember, guys, ladies and all of the above, please remember to share our Facebook posts. Um, that actually, honestly, it helps I, a lot more. You know what? I, you know, this is my moment to do a little bit of pleading here. Like, like I said, all of our content's free. We do a lot of work. We do eight to twelve shows uh, a week almost now at this point. Yeah, uh, including Supernatural, and all of it's free. And if you guys can share, that actually helps. Retweet, uh, favorite, share, like every retweet and share on Facebook and Twitter is worth about a dollar twenty-five to us. Okay, so when you think about it. That's a good way to pay help us and help out the show without even a dime out of your pocket. So always please remember to share those posts. And if you want to help more, you guys can always get the shirts off the Rain Man digital site with our official logo. Word. Because we're cool like that. We have logos now. So with that, guys, we'll see you all next week when we talk about Mamma Mia. Later. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt. 